0: This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll free number at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's Free Talk Live dot com uh, as always, lots to talk about. Your calls are the primary element to the show, so when you make them we 'll put you on the air and you can talk about anything in the meantime. We go to yet another story uh, to start the show out tonight out of the u k last night, we told you about how they are going to be cataloging every single phone call and email and text they 're already doing text messages. They're going to add to their huge catalog of text messages that they're, by the way, they're retaining them for one year's period, at least a year's time. So now the government's not
1: actually retaining them; it's the company, the telecom companies, that are retaining them. That's And correct. then the, um, the government's able to, you know, if if they want, go and find out any of this information, which really is is even more insidious because it it turns the telecoms into stoolies for the government. Sure does. Rather than uh, the government having to store this information, the telecoms have to store this billion
0: these billions of text messages. Right. Right. That, I mean, I'm not kidding.
1: This is an incredible amount
0: of data. So they're expanding it now to include phone calls as well as uh, emails. And so some really disturbing stuff going on in the UK, and this just adds to it. Uh, According to the BBC, cannabis is scheduled to be reclassified as a Class B drug. The Home Secretary said she wanted to reverse Tony Blair's 2004 downgrading of the drug because of uncertainty over its impact on mental health. The uh, The move from Class C means the maximum prison sentence for possessing cannabis rises from two years to five years. Mm. For possessing cannabis, her statement to the m p s despite the advocacy or advisory council on the misuse of drugs review saying it should stay class C since cannabis was downgraded there's been widespread concern about the increased prevalence of stronger skunk varieties. Ms Smith said that this now accounted for eighty percent of the cannabis seized on the streets, and the drug was nearly three times stronger than it was in one thousand nine hundred and
1: ninety five right you know this this uh, argument about the well. Marijuana is much stronger than it was... This ain't when...
0: your daddy's marijuana. Right.
1: This, this, is a, this isn't like, oh, you baby boomers are now having kids... This isn't like the marijuana you might have smoked in right. college.
0: you smoked it. You know, you smoked it back in the day, in the '60s and the '70s. But uh, and we know you're okay. But your kids, your kids, look out! There's evil weed out there now. Right.
1: This and, and what they try to do is they try to paint marijuana as something entirely different, whereas it's just still it's the same it's, old pot. It's, right. It's well, it it it's, it, it is stronger. They right? had good bud Much back is true. then, dude. Well, I, I, here, it doesn't really matter because. You know the pictures that you saw of the hippies smoking these big joints mm-hmm. they don't uh, you know people don't smoke that much it's, it's, I don't you know when I smoked I didn't consume uh, marijuana in that fashion mm-hmm. a couple good puffs and I'm done yeah uh, you know so it's and that was relatively recently it's been a few years I'm sure it hasn't gotten that crazy since then um so you know it, it the the amount of uh smoked vegetation is decreased because the amount of THC has increased. No big deal. Now they smoke less marijuana, because people just want to be as stoned as people want to be. So, you know, back if they smoked an entire big fat joint hog's leg back in the day, well, now they're smoking a few puffs. Some people certainly um, smoke a great deal of marijuana at a sitting right now, Mm -hmm. but it's because they want to be more stoned. Their tolerance has increased. You know, those kind of things. Well, I I don't think people are getting more stoned than they did. uh, Of course
0: not. It's not possible. There's a certain plateau that you reach wherein you cannot smoke more and get more stoned. They're and they just either they don't understand that these drug warriors or they just you know they're just obscuring all of the truth. And I don't know which one it is. I don't know if they get it and are just obscuring or they, they don't get it whatsoever. But look, when it comes to marijuana, smoking marijuana, once you get to that plateau, you can smoke as much as you want after that, and all you're going to do is just burn yourself out as far as you're just going to feel really tired. You're going to get kind of listless. I mean, eventually you'll put yourself to sleep if you smoke enough marijuana, but you're not going to get to the point of psychedelic visions or anything like that. Unless that you're one of these people that gets psychedelic
1: visions off marijuana. I
0: guess. Are there people like that out
1: there? I've heard stories. That doesn't mean that I believe them. Um, You know, I think that people get people get stoned, but, you know, different humans are different and. You know the color that you look at and I look at and and see blue. How do we know that that color is the same? You know, so d- different humans are different, and and their experience is what it is. But marijuana, the the whole argument that marijuana's stronger and worse now, it's it's garbage. It's a garbage argument.
0: Now this is interesting. Uh, according to the story here, the BBC, one of these bureaucrats actually admitted to smoking cannabis while she was a student. She says, there's a compelling case for us to act now rather than risk the future health of young people. Where there's a clear and serious problem but doubt about the potential harm that will be caused, we must err on the side of caution. And protect the public. That's what they always say, err on the side of caution. Right, so no more fun, you're not allowed to take any risks, you don't get to eat anything that's tasty, you don't get to smoke anything that's fun, you don't get to have a good time, you don't get to carry weapons, this is the new world. This is, uh, you know, the, the, the new Great Britain. And it's happening here, too. The war on drugs is going strong here. Well, Great Britain had uh, big, uh, the, the, the conservatives swept uh, in Great Britain. Oh, really? Britain. Yeah, they did.
1: Um, so I think that likely that this is what you'll see. Because the conservatives really love to push their moral values on people.
0: It says here that, uh, so again, there's still kind of a debate between whether it should be a Class C or a Class B over there. But that's not really an important debate, is it? Because either way, whether it's a Class C or it's a Class B, someone who ends up getting arrested for marijuana will go to jail. If it's Class C, they'll go for two years, up to two years. If it's a Class B, they go for up to five years. That's the only real significant change that we're talking about here. It's still criminal. It's still illegal to smoke or possess or sell marijuana in Great Britain so none of this is going to change any of that and that's what needs to change it needs this war on drugs which is really mostly a war on marijuana it really needs to end this is so crazy that this woman who is who is promoting The schedule change for marijuana admits to have smoked it in the past. Shouldn't she retroactively go ahead and check herself into a jail cell just so she can show everyone how serious she is about her own legislation? Oh, yes, I did smoke it in the past, and now I'm going to step into this jail cell for two years just to prove it to you that I'm serious about all this. Well, no, of course not, because she learned her lesson, right? And she's moved on, and she shouldn't be punished for something like that. But... The people that are smoking it today should also not be punished. They haven't harmed anybody. They haven't uh, robbed anyone to get their marijuana money. At least most marijuana smokers don't have to do that. So if they hurt somebody, then charge them with hurting somebody. But if they're just smoking pot, then I don't really understand what all this is about. I, I don't
1: either. And you know, I, I believe that we're gonna see marijuana legalized at the very least from from a medicinal standpoint where people Canada's
0: have... going back in the other direction. Uh the Alaskan government is trying to go back in the other direction. The UK going back in the other direction. When I say the other direction I mean towards more tyranny, towards more yeah. government control. So Yeah, there are some positive indicators in that 13 American states have decided to have – is it 13 or 14? Anyway, over a dozen American states have decided to have a medical marijuana program, and that's good. And certainly the polling numbers are in the favor of marijuana, especially medical marijuana. But even regular uh, smoked marijuana for recreational purposes is relatively popular when you poll Americans, especially when you poll younger Americans. So there are some positive indicators, and I would like to agree with you, Mark. I, I really would. I think we'll probably see it happen here in New Hampshire, and Canada might turn back around and go in the right direction. Who knows? I can't see how California would turn around. And yeah. you're talking a good portion of the United States with California. And, That's true. You know. And they do set trends out there. So it's, it's hard for us to sit here and predict what is going to happen, but we do know what is happening. And I feel awful for the, the poor marijuana smokers that are going to end up getting popped because you have to understand something. Just because you tighten the penalties on smoking marijuana doesn't mean that a bunch of marijuana smokers in Great Britain are going to put down the joint tonight. Oh, look, I heard it's going to a Class C. You know, we we just can't take this risk anymore. Two years, it was two years, now it's five years. All right, that's it. I'm quitting. How many pot smokers do you know that would ever do something like that?
1: It doesn't seem likely to me.
0: You see, because if you're already risking two years, what's another three? 800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. The entire war on drugs needs to end, not just the war on marijuana, but the war on all drugs. People need to be free to make their own choices for their own lives. You can take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us, including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just go and download free right there, front page of the website. Click, and they're yours, at Live dot com. 800-259-9231 is the number for you. We go to your phone calls here shortly. Uh, but first, I need to tell you about Porkfest. It's happening June 9th through the 15th. That's coming up shortly. The Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest. And at Porkfest, you'll be able to meet hundreds of individuals who, just like you, cherish liberty and are living the goal of liberty in our lifetime. Plus, you can tour New Hampshire on special Free State Project bus tours or on your own. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com as we go to your phone calls. It's Dave in Ohio listening on WAIS. Hello, Dave. I got
2: some good news.
0: What's on your mind tonight?
2: Some good news. Go ahead. The F.L.D.S. children are coming home. Really? Yep. That's I, why I read in the paper today.
0: All the of judge,
2: them. Judge? Yes. A judge ruined it illegal to seize the kids.
0: Right. That you was the news double? yesterday.
1: But just because the judge ruled it doesn't mean the FLD, uh, the the CPS has uh, decided they're actually going to, you know, let them go nor did they uh, they only ruled that on some kids. Likely they'll likely what you say is true, but uh, at this point we haven't gotten news to that level.
0: Here's a little bit of news, Dave. Uh, according to the AP, this came out an hour ago. State Child Welfare authorities have agreed to reunite 12 children from a West Texas polygamous sect with their parents until the state supreme court rules on their custody case. The spokeswoman for the parents' lawyer says they agreed to allow the parents to live with their children in the San Antonio area under state supervision. So this isn't exactly a warm uh, family reunion. They're going to be living together under the cold, watchful eye of state bureaucrats oh. at this point.
3: Well, that's not so good news.
0: No, no news either on the rest of the 400-plus uh, children. So presumably they are still in foster care until CPS decides To do something differently. Yes, the judge did make a decision. It looks good. That apparently there's a 10 day window that I believe started yesterday wherein some other, more, I guess, firm, permanent decision needs to be made, but still it's kind of up in the air. Maybe it'll go in the right direction, though. All
2: right. Did you know that at one time they thought Joseph Smith, the founder of the Mormon Church, was a polytheist? Which p- many believed
0: another God. No, I, I didn't he, know that.
2: But he did.
1: Well, it was it was my understanding that uh, you know that, that, that Mormonism sort of they had a different theory as to you know God and Satan and and their 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 sort of social rankings, yeah. um, Jesus and and that kind of thing.
0: Hey, Dave, yeah. I got another update for you. Stay tuned. Thank you for the call tonight. Right, we thanks. appreciate it. This one is out of the Salt Lake Tribune, San Angelo, Texas. Three couples whose children were seized we granted a temporary custody. That's what we just told you about. Uh, but the other news is apparently the children remain in custody of their parents until a ruling is handed down by the Texas Supreme Court. And the reason why it's going to the Texas Supreme Court is because the state of Texas has appealed the ruling. So the ruling that came down yesterday that said that uh, that these kids, there's going to have to be a decision made and these kids are probably going to have to go back to their to their parents, that the The decision to take them in the first place was wrong. That particular court decision has been appealed, so now it's going to the Supreme Court. San Antonio court's decision came on the same day that the Department of Family and Protective Service asked the state Supreme Court to stay a lower court's ruling that FLDS children were kept in state custody improperly and that they should be returned to their families. So this is not a surprise, right? We knew this was going to happen. They'll appeal this up as far as they can appeal it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know why, but yeah. But, but why? Because it's it's a threat to their power. They want to be able to get away with this, Mark. And so far they have. And so if the state supreme court backs them up, then that'll be one more uh, you know one more positive ruling for uh, for the state government and uh, one more negative ruling against the families. I suppose they can go up to the 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 real supreme court after that, and then that could be really scary, right? What if it goes to the uh, the supreme court and then. Precedent set at a nationwide level
1: that would not be good. Well, I mean, at this point, uh, things are looking the other direction. The the federal courts have uh, ruled that CPS has acted. uh, You know,
0: they've done some crazy. Was that a federal court? I believe it was a federal court. Hmm. I don't know about that. Uh, It's calling it just a lower court. Wouldn't a lower court than the state supreme court be a state lower court, like a state circuit or a state, uh, whatever the? I guess I could be wrong. I'm no judicial expert, but the DFPS request contends the ruling issued Thursday by the, here you go, the Third Court of Appeals in Austin. Third Court of Appeals. Is that federal? Uh, No. It wouldn't make sense. I don't think so. Uh, It was overbroad and would irreparably affect the outcome of cases involving hundreds of children taken from the polygamous sex ranch in El Dorado last month. So that's what the state's concern is, that it's going to irreparably affect their caseload. They're not concerned about the children. They're concern, concerned about whether or not they're going to be able to keep them in their possession. I could have guessed that. The department asked that a Texas Supreme Court bar the appellate court from enforcing its order. Earlier today, bureaucratic spokesmen had planned a statement, then postponed it. The appeals court also granted, granted a second appeal petition that the district judge Barbara Walther's April order be vacated more than 460 children were taken into state custody in April after a raid on the Fundamentalist Church of Latter Day Saints ranch in El Dorado. We've been uh, we've been covering it since uh, since it happened, and it is one of the most tragic stories I think of of our time of the certainly of the time that we've been doing this program. So that's the latest. Dis- I could
1: not disagree with that. I mean, it, it is it's terrible.
0: Yep, that's the latest. Looks like it's going to the Supreme Court, and we'll uh, keep our eyes on it here and let you know what happens as it develops. You
1: know, the, the reason that they're able to go after these people with uh, impunity is because they're different. It's, it's yeah. easy to go after different they're people. They're weird. And, is, you know, they, it, they don't have to go, from a PR standpoint, they don't have to paint them as terribly different, because, you know, they've, they've been in the news before, and people are sort of... Uh, Familiar with them, they mm-hmm. certainly that uh, jeff's character has uh you know been brought up in charges and that kind of thing, so they were able to go after them very easily, but you know what happens when you're part of the group that they start painting differently?
0: who knows who they'll choose to go after next I mean we've seen them go after various different religious sects at this point, but we and we've also seen them not just go after religious people but we've seen them go after pornographers for instance we've seen them go after what they call extreme pornography which includes sadistic porn kind of the weird freaky porn right i mean certainly some people don't claim to not like any porn but there's there's mainstream porn and then there's the stuff out on the fringes and we've seen them going out after the Stuff on the fringes, and of course, like with the FLDS, very few people are standing up for the FLDS, and very few people are standing up for the right of these extreme pornographers to make their fully 100% consensual but strange pornography. So they're they're going out there. It's interesting, isn't it? They're they're attacking the fringe religious groups, and on the other side of the coin, they're attacking the the fringe pornographers. They're only going to move in closer to the center, if, if you will, for lack of a better ter- term. They're only going to move closer in time after time. They've gone after people in some areas of the country who wear their pants too low. I mean, for real. They've gone after people with, with uh, truck testicles. So don't think that something, what you consider innocuous, won't all of a sudden become illegal. And won't lead you to be targeted by these people that want to control your life. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, cai toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, including the Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Dot com. What mischief is the iron fist of the state up to lately? Who is Poopin' Von Schnuggenberger, and why does he call himself an anarcho pupilist And what the hell is an amphibious rotini monster? Who is the anarchy boogeyman, and should you be afraid of him? Anarchyinyourhead.com is a webcomic about the philosophy of freedom in its purest form. Check in every Friday for a new strip and find bonus material throughout the week all at anarchyinyourhead.com. That's anarchyinyourhead.com. There's been a
1: uh, a huge redesign at the website, uh, you know, and things look different and I think better. Every Friday, I believe they have the uh, the new comic out, so there should be one today. I uh, I read last week's and and it's it, you know it's nice to it's nice to read comics that re, that you can relate to um, as far written as written by someone with similar values and yep even if you're just beliefs. a small government type uh you'll enjoy this and I you know it's 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 kind of it's it's really funny the the, the anarchy uh, boogeyman I I kind of like him Eight hundred. He's 25- having trouble with
0: God too. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. All right, so Mark, you've got ten tips that might help people with their gas tanks, and this is a as good a time as any for ten fuel helpful. Tips. It really is. I've I've looked these looked up things like this on the
1: internet before, and I don't. Uh, a lot of the stuff will come up as the dot stuff the government stuff and okay. you know, they, they give you advice like well only drive 55 miles an hour <laughs> well, that's a really great idea for uh, saving gas and dying on the interstate hmm. um so and i'm not even sure that it's true sure, that you sure you burn less gas? less gas per hour driving 55 miles an hour but when you drive 65, 75, or 85 miles an hour, you get to where you're going faster, and you're not burning gas when you get where you're going. That's so true. I'm not sure that that's true, and I don't trust what the government says.
0: It seems to be common sense, and that should be something that can be questioned,
1: I think. Right, and this is from a source that I do trust, popularmechanics.com. There you go. Um, yeah, I, t- I get the magazine every month and truly do enjoy it. Uh, Popular science is good, too. I just, I don't know, it doesn't have as much to do with my life. Number one, track your mileage in real time. Knowing what your consumption looks like from tank to tank is important, but that's not really enough. Knowing what mileage um, you're getting in real time, being able to compare it to what you got yesterday or even 10 minutes ago, is the new way to drive these days. Luckily, eco-modding uh, combines the love of saving money and adding gadgets to my car. People with cars made after 1995 have it relatively easy. All you need to do is throw some money at a fuel economy computer like uh, gauge. And instantly, you're instrumented. For older cars, you may need to uh, get your knuckles dirty by installing a vacuum gauge, which that's not that difficult Mm. in most cars, um, which measures how hard the engine is working or explore the growing...
0: Now, you say it's not that difficult, but I'm the kind of guy who finds an oil change to be a big pain in the butt. Likely,
1: a vacuum tube is something that you can cut the tube, um, just stick it onto the two ends of the vacuum uh, device, and and Mm. you are done. Well, wow, okay. Yeah. It, it it could be that easy. It could be harder. And yeah. depending on how old the car is, I had a 91 Honda Accord, sweet little uh, uh coupe that I just loved. And it it, it did pack everything in there. That it's all engine when you open that uh, hood up. Whereas I had a 76 Eldorado convertible, and there's enough room for a family of cats to sleep in yeah. that, uh, <laughs> under that hood.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> will because... make them like they used
1: to. <laughs> so it, it really depends on how much room there is as to how easy it is. Each car would be different. Number two, brake only when you have to. I recently found myself uh, fighting against a 20-mile backup passing through Hartford, Connecticut. The traffic wasn't exactly stop and go, but the pack was constantly speeding up and abruptly slowing down. So I did something a little different. When everyone started taking off, I gave myself 10- or 15-second buffer before hitting the gas and accelerating. By accelerating slowly and leaving space ahead, I could see the brake lights ahead before I expended a significant amount of gasoline um, coasting right back up to the car in front of me. If I timed it just right, my Honda would meet the car just as it started up again, without using the brakes at all. My gas mileage actually went up over 70 miles per gallon while sitting in traffic.
0: That's a good idea except when you're in a place like New York City and if you allow one car length to develop in front of you, someone'll sneak into it. Yeah, that's, so. that's pretty
1: much true everywhere.
0: But it doesn't really matter if somebody sneaks
1: in ahead of you too as much. I mean, yeah, I, I guess it would But in if this people keep instance, jumping yeah. in
0: in front of you, then you won't get anywhere. So if you're if the traffic is backed up, the guy in front of you starts to pull up and you sit and wait 10 seconds, well, Five seconds later, the guy in the lane next to you has jumped up one spot because he thinks, you know, he thinks he's going to just hopscotch his way to where he's going, right? You know how those people are. Sure. And I, so then, you know, there's another one coming right after him, and there's more I, of them in New York City. So it I just think,
1: depends on where you are. I think, I think that this uh, this example that he used is uh, extreme. I think that people need to be conscious of, uh, you know, stepping on the gas and stepping on the brake more. Sure. And that'll help their gas mileage because, uh, you know, when you're when you step on the gas to get up to speed quickly, if if you just you know gave yourself a little farther to get up to speed, what difference does it make? You're not going to win the checkered flag at the end of this. I agree with that. All you have to do is get where you're going, and um, the more often you step on your brake, you're just essentially wasting energy by stepping on the brake because, well, you know that's energy that could could have propelled you forward. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, always stay alert on the road. There you go. <laughs> uh, to drive without brakes or coast uh, towards stops effectively, you have to know what's going on around you and be able to anticipate how traffic will play out. That means paying attention to lights and your daily commute. Um, this this is absolutely true. When you think about uh, dr- uh, talking on a cell phone and driving, you're just not going to be able to drive That's as true. proactively when you're on talk- yakking on
0: the phone. I remember there have been a few times where I've just missed an exit on the interstate because I've been yapping. Yeah. and. Then you've got to spend that gas to turn around and I'm, go where you
1: need to go. I'm even more, uh, you know, scatterbrained than most, and so I'll miss exits anyway. I don't have to be on the phone, so being on the phone it makes it even worse. Mm-hmm. Um, number four: Don't drive like you're on a bike. Okay, don't necessarily go 20 miles. Uh, 20 miles per. Don't necessarily go 20 miles per hour. They say 20 miles per gallon here, there, but uh, try to ignore biking. Imagine biking over the same route that you're driving on. When you're headed uphill, it takes a lot more effort to maintain speed than it does going down. So give the car a break and let yourself lose a few miles per hour on the way up. I do this. There's a lot of hills in New Hampshire. Okay. Relax. You'll easily get back up on the other side. Your car burns the most gas when it's forced into high-load situations. So try to remember that uh, uh. it makes biking difficult. You know. I notice when I'm going uphill, and say I want to pass somebody, which that's almost the only way you can pass in New Hampshire is by going uphill. That's how right. Because they,
0: they expand the road out to two lanes, yeah. at least where we are. Right, in New Hampshire.
1: That's my experience, and you you can feel the car go into some sort of overdrive type scenario. That right, it's not exactly right. Overdrive is something different, but you can feel it. The engine kick in more. But yeah, you got to push
0: more gas in to uh, to get that acceleration.
1: So uh, you and you can as long as when your engine doesn't kick into that overdrive, you're not spinning the gas. And so I, I would agree that uh, you know losing five miles per hour when you're going up a steep hill. It's a good way to save some money. And, and you know, let let those speed, speed demons get past you. I th- I think uh, I saw a picture on the Internet one time of some little crappy car passing a uh, uh, Diablo, Lamborghini Diablo. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. It looked like an English road. But, you know, just passing them up. And this is really the case. You can, If you have a super fast sports car, you're not going to be, you know, there are, there are instances where you can drive it fast. And certainly take it out to the track and have a great time with it. But, you know, most of the time you're driving the similar speeds to the rest of us. Sure. So you have a super fast sports car that looks great, but really you're only looking great in it. You're not going fast. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, make your car your own. Every main uh, mainstream passenger car is a... Compromise built with many different drivers in mind. Because there are all uh, too few few vehicles built specifically with gas mileage as the primary design element, there's a lot of improvement to be had in modifying your existing ride. Hmm. Some people will do little things to improve aerodynamics, like adding a uh, grill block, um, smooth wheel covers, or rear wheel skirts. Others will remove alternators, swap engines, or convert their car into all-electric. Either way, optimizing the design of your car is one of the most effective ways to improve fuel economy. Really? Uh, well, here's yeah, but, a, a great idea, take the bike rack or the ski rack or the racks off the top of the car. It, it, improves, it improves aerodynamics easily, and you know it, it's it's going to get you a little farther.
0: 800-259-9231. More tips coming up on yeah, how to save money more. on fuel. And if you've got some that we miss here, uh, popular mechanics missed, call in and chime in with your edition. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. The Sakel CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the archives, the wiki, the updates. We give them all away. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live... Then shop with us at the Free Talk Live store. Just go to store.freetalklive.com. Load up your shopping cart with great Free Talk Live branded merchandise like T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and more. All the details are there at store.freetalklive.com. We continue here with five more tips, tricks, helpful suggestions as to how to reduce the fuel consumption in your vehicle. Mark, uh, if you missed the first five, grab the archives later. Let's continue the list.
1: Yep. Uh, uh, Number six. Pump up your tires, really, one of the biggest areas in which manufacturers compromise fuel economy is for comfort in tire pressure that 32 psi rating is mainly there, and that, you, you know they'll, they'll give you one rating in, in the uh, owner's manual and then mm-hmm. you'll get and often that's where people go that's where I've gone many times for what I should pump the tires up to.
0: usually but, I just look inside the doors and there normally a sticker in there?
1: maybe so, but you're still looking for the you're still going to the manufacturer as opposed to the tire company. but the tire company will tell you differently sometimes okay Uh, who told who sold the tire uh, you know who's the tire expert the tire company or the car 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 company company. right so go to them look at the sidewall it's uh that the 32 psi is make the uh is there to mainly make the ride smooth as
0: silk does it say on the sidewall of the tire what the psi should be uh, yes it'll
1: say right here that it does i haven't even looked at that information i didn't know it was there I, I, i didn't either who looks at
0: tires Hmm. I don't. Uh, apparently, look for it. <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, so, so you're saying it should be expanded above the manufacturer's recommendations? Correct. And that's not going to blow out the tire or anything like that because it's, it's on the tire.
1: Far enough uh, yeah. above will. <laughs> I don't right. know how far that is. Right. <laughs> look at the tire. And
0: Are they let, saying me, re,
1: let me let me finish this up. Okay, it'll probably give on. you a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they want to make the ride smooth as silk. Even as you run over potholes and pedestrians, it may be controversial, but believe it. To get the best, and this is from popularmechanics.com. All right, so okay. I think that that's a good good source to get the best mileage out of your car. Up the pressure to the maximum listed on the sidewall. Hmm. The ride will get a bit rougher, but your rolling resistance will be reduced and you'll get better gas mileage. Interesting, but don't just do it once and forget about it. Make sure you check that tire pressure every time you fill up, or really? you could be leaking air and losing miles per gallon. Well, how about a balloon? If you buy a balloon and blow it up, and doesn't it shrink over yeah. time? Well, you know, a tire is to a lesser extent like that balloon. There you go. That's a good one. Number seven. Easy. Yeah, I like easy. Yeah, yeah. It's something, it's something anyone can do. Yes. Use the right ride for the job. It, it, by the way, it, find some place that has free air, put, dropping uh, 50 cents into one of those air pumper things, and you're not really saving that much money by mm-hmm. uh, filling up your, your, your tire. You know, you can do it at home with a little pump. You'll be better off. Use the right ride for the job. It may seem like a no-brainer, but it may be the ultimate fuel saver. Why take a gas-guzzling SUV to work when a smaller, more efficient fuel sipper will do? And if public transportation or carpooling is an option, you'll not only save on gas, but also wear and tear on your vehicle. Mm-hmm. I don't know about uh, public transportation. If it is an option, then, you know, these these are things to look at. They can be a real pain in the butt to use at the same time. And if you only have one vehicle, then you've got to use the vehicle you've got. Yeah. But I have uh, a car and a bicycle, and I use the bicycle regularly. And, you know, it, it takes forever for me to have to fill up. Also, eBay has, uh, I've, I've noticed on there, they have little electric bike conversion kits. It doesn't look very difficult to do. The, the, the motor is in, I think, the front wheel. It's in the, the wheel. They send you one wheel. It's in one of them, For right?
0: those of you too lazy to actually pedal, is that the idea?
1: Well, you don't have to. Uh, it's it's going to help. You know the maximum speed somewhere between 20 and 25 miles per hour on these things, and so you can pedal good with the luck electric. Pedaling 25, mi- 22 miles an hour all the time.
0: You know, so you even can on pedal. Flat so you can pedal along with. You can help the it engine? out.
1: Yeah, I think that I think that it doesn't go above a certain speed. Like it just, you know, it won't spin anymore. But your pedaling makes it easier for the bike to to remain at its top speed. So. Oh, Okay, so it might help with a hill or something like that. Maybe it certainly helps uh, going up hills. Interest hills are tough on bikes, yeah. but uh, yeah, so you can for three hundred bucks have a second vehicle that will really get you around town for things. I bought a backpack, and if, if I go get the mail or some just small small groceries or pick up takeout food or something like that, yeah. that's what I'll do. Makes sense. Eight multitask with your daily routine, and I think Americans are naturally doing this more now. Apparently, um, in March. Americans drove a billion miles less than they did March last year. No kidding. It's gas. You know, gas is cost so much. Yeah. Yeah. Multitask with your daily routine. Are you going to uh, run a few, uh, weekly errands, or are you just dropping off one letter at the post office and coming right back home? Will you essentially cut distance traveled and fuel usage in half by take- making all your stops at once instead of taking a lot of short round trips? Mm-hmm. And, and it's absolutely true. How many times have I gone to the post office to drop off a letter? It's a lot better if I'm going to go... S- you know, two or three different places and, and do them all at once. Right. Plan your route ahead of time. Take the path of least re- least resistance. This is one of the um the one with fewer stoplights, not as much more traffic. right turns. <laughs> right turns are you know less time spent sitting yeah. around idling. Idling doesn't do anything for anybody except burn gas. Um, not as much traffic. Yes, lower speed limits. Even if you save point one gallons of gas each day, you'll save one hundred and thirty dollars a year. Yeah. So a tenth of a gallon of That's gas price per day. That's the current Avoid rush hour at all costs. It probably, it's probably raised since this guy wrote this article. Probably. <laughs> avoid rush hour at all costs. These days, many offices are offering, offering flexible hours, so errands can be run at any time. Try to avoid being stuck in traffic if all you have to do is um, leave 30 minutes earlier, come home 30 minutes later. And yeah, those um, set those alarms and take off for the beach early this summer with those prices at the pump. You deserve it. I don't know what that means. But uh, that's you know, that's the advice of Benjamin Jones, and I, I think it's good, and, and people need it right now. Gas Absolutely. costs too much. You don't have control over whether or not uh, you go to work, but you do have control over how many stops you make, how you do your errands, those kind of things. The days of uh, a dollar a gallon are gone, and they're never coming back. Not bloody likely. No. Um, the, the, the fact is... You know, we can talk about whether gas prices would be more or less if, with with or without government intervention in different areas. Certainly, there are areas that it would be, um, you know, cause gas prices to go up. Areas where it would cause them cause it to go down. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't see the government backing off in its positions. It's it's if it does, it's going to take forever to do it. Yeah, it's very unlikely. Even if they uh, do, yeah, you got to a, deal with this. Even if they do give us a gas holiday, it's it, it it's just a holiday, right? China and India are coming into their own. They're going to have, uh, you know, they're, they're going to continue to use fuel, and that means more competition for the fuel purchase.
0: What do we miss? What uh, what other sensible, easy, gas-saving tips are there out there? Chime in at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Well, one of them is if you're looking for a new vehicle, uh, you know, think less about uh, how hot
1: your ride is and and more about well your pocketbook. You know, yeah. You, a lot of those little cars out there, little Honda Fits or uh, Toyota—I think, it think it's called a Laro or something like that. I don't know, but those the little cars. Well, they're they're cheap to drive.
0: Let's go to your phone calls. You bring up anything? Ashley is on the line, and oh no, she's not. Uh, we're going to the Amp line instead. Unscreened. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello, Amp line. Hi, Ian. Who is this? This is Ashley. Oh, Ashley's on the Amp line now. Hello, Ashley. What's on your mind tonight?
4: Um, I was calling to talk to you guys about something that I discovered today after listening to your show. I think it was yesterday's show. I listen online, Mm -hmm. and uh, you guys told me, uh, or somebody called in about uh, talking about sovereign stuff, like how we have our sovereign um, unalienable rights and stuff like that. Yes. And so I decided that I was going to go online and do some research, and I found a site that uh, helps you get out of traffic tickets, and that's what I wanted to tell you guys about. Yes, go ahead. Um, well, I talked to him today. I talked to the guy who's based out of uh, Bakersfield, California, and recently I got $295 worth of tickets. Wow. And, yeah, well, it's it's not a lot. It's just the fact that I ran two red lights on my main campus here in Columbus, mm-hmm. and then uh, I was speeding 20 miles over in mm. my city. Okay. So well, when I learned about how uh, we don't have to you know, deal with uh, these so-called crimes, I did research and then found this site, and I'm about to send my documentation into the court, and hopefully I'll be able to tell you guys whether this stuff
0: works. Let me see if I'm on the right track here in understanding what's going on. There are some sites okay. out there. Uh, do you want to go ahead and just mention what the site name is?
4: Yeah, it's called TicketSlayer.com. Aha,
0: okay, I have come across Ticketslayer. And They've
4: actually heard of you, too, which was pretty cool.
0: Interesting, interesting. Uh, well, maybe we'll get them on as an advertiser, Mark. Uh, look into yeah, it.
4: that'd be great. <laughs>
0: but you know, as I understand it, the process is basically similar to what I did when I got the parking ticket here in Keene, and that yeah, is that yeah, you we're, you send paperwork in. Why don't you tell us, what are you sending in, and, and give us a g- general, general idea of how this all works.
4: Okay, well, I think there's five documents, and um, the the whole thing is basi- basically about uh, the common law default. Which is, um, I think the first step is filing the acceptance of the oath of office, which I think you guys did a story on yesterday about someone that... Uh, yeah,
0: judges were not was, swearing their yeah. oath. Actually, Ashley, hang yeah. on. I want to bring you back in okay. hour number two. It's an interesting topic, something that affects a lot of people. I mean, you want to talk about ways to save money if you could not pay those speeding tickets?
1: Right. If you don't pay 250 bucks in speeding tickets and uh, running few,
0: red lights, then you're... A few gallons of gas yeah, right there. Uh, so let's find out what that's all about here. Ashley's going to fill us in, hopefully. She'll hang through the news. 800-259-9231 is the Sacle cai toll-free line. And we'll get to find out if what she's talking about actually works, because I'm sure she'll call us back on this. More coming up.
2: There's
5: a reason it doesn't sound like the old media. Which of those court justices are going to sit there and err on the side of your Fourth Amendment?
0: That's because it's the new media, Dan Carlin. Common Sense. I think fast, and I talk fast,
5: and the people that like this program can deal with
6: that. Common Sense with Dan Carlin, a free-thinking, politically independent view of things from a man who's had way too much caffeine. Get the MP3 or podcast at iTunes or go to dancarlin.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. We uh, continue here, and by the way, you should visit our website at freetalklive.com where all the features are free. Continue with your calls, that is. That's what the show's about. Let's go back to Ashley in Ohio on the amp line. Now, Ashley, you were telling us because we were talking a few moments ago about ways to save money on uh, gasoline. Mm-hmm. You were telling us that uh, one of the things that's going to cost you quite a bit of money here is a ticket or a couple of tickets you were written recently for what was it, speeding and running red lights or something?
4: Yeah, two running red lights and one speeding.
0: And what was it? Almost three hundred dollars in uh, fines citations?
4: Um, each each red light was ninety five, and then um, the speeding was one
0: hundred and five. Okay, so yeah, around three hundred bucks. And yeah. you decided that you're going to go through an alternative process that may result right. in the tickets being thrown out. Is yeah. that what happens to them? It's uh there's a website out there called Ticket Slayer. I am aware of them. I don't know, you know, how legitimate they are. There are people that claim that their process I, works. They claim their process works. In fact they even claim like a money back guarantee. So right. we'll, we'll find out here because you're going through their process. Uh, and we'll find out if what uh, what the process is actually works. Can you summarize, as you, as you understand it, exactly how this works?
4: Um, well, I guess uh, the main thing is the common law default, which is this method. Um, and there's five steps to it, five documents. And basically, I guess, you know, since we are um, sovereign people, that we aren't, you know, technically under what's legitimate crimes and, like, we're not, you know, slaves to the government. And so... Um, When we go in there, I'm supposed to send this stuff in early so that the judge in my district can read it. And Mm -hmm. supposedly, um, I guess, you know, like based on the fact that he's supposed to uphold the Constitution, which we all obviously agree in, um, that he's going to have to dismiss it because he can't uphold the part of the Constitution that says that, you know, he can charge me with these crimes when I'm not literally under his jurisdiction as a person that I own myself.
0: So the basic and concept, so let me see if I'm works. actually let me see if I'm following you here. You're what okay. you're pointing out is and we've covered this idea a lot on right, this program. Right. The the idea is that governments do not own you. That yes. that if governments exist, they were created by people and governments are really just a concept. It's really just an imaginary yeah. uh, idea that a lot of people believe in. And yeah. so if you if you believe that the government controls you well that's one thing but if you believe mm-hmm. that you're a sovereign individual which is what you're claiming to be a sovereign which is the sovereign is a king and the the original idea here in in this country at least was that we were breaking away from the king in the United Kingdom so that all of us could be the kings of our own dominion, whether that dominion right. is your, uh, just the piece of property that you own, the, the house that you live in, or you know if you don't have a house, uh, the other stuff you have, like your car or whatever right. it is that you have your dominion over. Property. Right. It, you are the sovereign of your own life. And so that's basically what and you're we're doing. And we're really far from that in this country now. Oh, yeah, we are. But yes, it's it steps like this. It's steps like Ashley are taking that I think are so critical and that we pay very, very close attention to and, and show people like Ashley as much support as we can, even though we're not there in Ohio to help back you up. And I think that you know this particular approach might be even more effective in New Hampshire, where you've got activists mm-hmm. standing behind you to help you out if the, uh, the judge doesn't throw this out. We could yeah, all come to court, I, uh, for after I go
4: through all my schooling here, I'm trying to become a nurse. Um, I hope to bring myself and my fiance up there to New Hampshire. I, kn- I know I'll have to deal with the cold and stuff, but I've dealt with worse worse weather, so it'll be really awesome. <laughs>
1: have you, have cool. you signed up for the Free State Project?
4: No, I have not. Well,
1: g- get up and s- if if you're intending to go, you said you hope. Mm-hmm. So if you're intending to go, then you know it's a statement of intent. Sign up. Yeah, we if you need, we need your the mind. Extra okay. two
0: people. Right. If you change your mind, no big yeah. deal. But yeah, get both signatures on okay. there. Anyway, so back to what I was saying. The idea okay. is that since people created government, you can. Anytime you want to opt out of the government system and become that sovereign individual again, because the way the government system works, as I understand it, is that they presume that you're under their so-called jurisdiction. Because in the, right. the world of legal land, if you don't say anything, that equates, you know, if they if they make a claim like we own you, and you don't say anything, then that means that. By default, they, they own you. Their claim is correct. Yes. So this is mm-hmm. essentially you saying, "No, you don't own me. I never agreed to your rules. I never agreed to this." Though of course, you do have a driver's license, probably, so that might be an. Yeah, another but issue. I, I
4: talked to this guy all about that, and I'm so excited about all the steps that it would take to actually turn that in, and that you can actually drive around without a license and, and go through all these steps again just to prove, you know, you guys can't do anything about it,
0: So, so he's (laughs) hoping I can do. So he can help you actually uh, reject your license or, or I guess, send the license back into the state? Is that the idea? Yeah,
4: I guess he's an actual lawyer himself. He's done, like, Mm. 3,500 cases so far across the United States.
0: One of the good guys, huh?
4: Yeah, which is really great talking to him, too, because he heard about you guys, and um, he liked your show. He's not, like, an amplifier or anything like myself, but... Uh, I talked all about you guys today to him, and I mean, he's just like he's you know he's one of your guys' people up there in New Hampshire, where you know he really cares about liberty, and it's so great to really talk to people like that. He's in New Hampshire. This is my first time calling into you guys.
0: He's New Hampshire based. Awesome, Ashley. Um, no, no. okay. Okay. So so it's oh, pretty cool. It I love this idea. I love the approach. Basically say I'm a sovereign. I haven't agreed to any of your little rules. You can take your tickets and shove it. And you're filing yeah. s- paperwork that is going to be written in their language, I I presume. That's exactly. I mean that's why you're yeah, paying I've looked for at
4: it. It's pretty awesome. Oh, and by the way, he sends it to you via email. So like you get it directly once you order it
0: yeah that's okay. cool really nice. I, I I figured that's good because I sent when i s uh got the parking ticket here in Keene I just sort of made something up based off of what someone else had sent right, and I, I don't know you. if it if okay. it had all their legalese or the terms that really they really respond to, so maybe yours is right. even better crafted and it should be interesting to see what happens to you so have the you better crafted it is, the more it's gonna scare them. Have you sent it this yep. in to them yet? No, I just received
4: it today, and I'm going to be sending it in tomorrow because my court date is uh, June 15th.
0: Okay, so we'll know uh, relatively soon then. So is it like you send this in, and then you give them a certain period of time in which to respond to you? How does that work?
4: Well, I I guess they have to have it sent in within 27 days before your court date. And so Mm -hmm. what he told me to do was to ask for a postponement, which is, I guess, for 30 days. Mm -hmm. So add it on to since now whenever I call. So I'm going to be doing that, I guess, tomorrow and find out if I can postpone it. And since it's in two different districts, I'm going to be doing this twice. So we'll get to see if I can drop both. And
0: Ashley, will you do us a favor and call back and let us know uh, what happens here? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm very curious. Thank you so much for the call tonight, and good luck. Oh, we appreciate okay. it. Thank okay. you. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's people like Ashley that are going to make change happen in this country. Just people with that sort of level of courage. People who are willing to put yeah, it on the line. Just the willingness to, to do it.
1: It's not like she's really putting anything on the line. She's she's may going be, to court. Well, she may be. Well, she'll who have knows? to pay the tickets. They may try
0: to take her car from her. Who knows what they'll do to her? Oh, no, that doesn't. How are they going to do that over some tickets? she doesn't pay the tickets then they'll you know they'll revoke her license but she's going the to
1: court and and they'll you know something will happen you'll find out one way or the other whether she, she'll find out one way or the other way whether, whether she has to pay those tickets i don't think that i mean she's not taking that big of a risk and i'm glad yeah. um i i don't want her to have to take a risk i think that it's good that she doesn't have to take one right but uh you know anybody could do it because the risk isn't
0: that large but if more people were to do what ashley is doing and in more situations not just parking or not just parking tickets or or traffic tickets but how about property taxes a much bigger bill i'll be getting a $2500 property tax bill probably maybe even 28 i don't know what it's going to cost me this year it's probably going up i'll be getting a big uh, big property tax bill and i would very much like to pay Forty percent or less
1: of that I just got amount. my property tax well i didn 't get my property tax bill. I got a uh, you know, a threat from the uh, the local government saying that uh, i hadn 't paid my bill. They sent my bill to the previous owner. I just bought my land mm-hmm. so um, now i 'm so the bureaucrats effed up is right what you're they're, they're threatening me with a lien on my property for them sending the bill elsewhere i 'm supposed to pay a bill i didn 't uh, get i 'm supposed to call you and beg you for a bill i 'm supposed to know when when, when this bill is uh, uh you know due it's it's ludicrous but um I, what I'm thinking about doing uh, when I get my property taxes is, you know, different towns are different. Mm. Uh, here, where we live in Keene, New Hampshire, they claim so we hear, and who knows um, how this goes, but they claim that they don't take the they, they don't confiscate property. Yeah, but people. you they, don't live they, in they don't, Keene, right? I don't, and uh, so, so that's why I'm saying, yeah, I'm more interested in instead of not paying my taxes, I'm what I'm going to do is I'm going to file suit against them. Mm. I'm going to file an injunction against them on the, the lien. What will that cost? Um, you know, a few bucks. Less than the $2,000 a year they want from me in property taxes. Okay. Um, and besides, I'm interested in doing it, and, and, and I can write it off. Oh, <laughs> right. really? Well, sure, it's for the <laughs> show, you? right? Um, and, I'm, you know, so I'm interested in it, and I'm going to ask them a bunch of sort of the Mark Stevens-type questions. Yeah. Okay, so this town of Westmoreland is a corporation, Right. Who are the who are the shareholders of the corporation? How did they purchase the shareholders? How did this corporation come about? The assets that are the land—if you can take my property from me, uh, if I don't pay you money, you must—the asset must be your land. You must be renting it to me. So I'm going to ask a bunch of questions and try to find the information out. And hmm, I'm kind of interested to see what's going to
0: happen. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, sickle CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark, join us online. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. The features on the site we give away, so enjoy those, including the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with over 350,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about, and you'll find that it's all for free over at BBS.FreeTalkLive.com. That is BBS.FreeTalkLive.com.
1: If another fed, Is another fad diet really the answer to losing your extra pounds? Are working out and eating right no longer working to help you lose weight? If you can relate to that, go read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month and has kept it off. You can see the actual before and after pictures and read his story at notfatanymore.com. If you want to get, get, get rid of that fat and, uh, for the summer and slim down, well, notfatanymore.com.
0: continuing with your calls about what you want. It's John in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live, John. Hello, John. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
5: Yeah, I'm just curious. Are either of you gentlemen uh, been lately charging anybody uh, property tax?
1: Charging property tax? No, I haven't been charging anyone property tax. No.
5: I could have sworn that I just heard somebody saying that they... Your Referring tax. to something as my property tax.
1: <laughs> I should have known that uh, that's with, a good point. That's what you're suggesting. Yes. Yeah, it's
5: I not my property tax. property tax. I think that uh, somebody has one that they want to force on you. Yes, there
0: are strangers who are going to send me an invoice that uh, for services I'd never contracted for. How about that?
5: Yes, you know that that's uh, been a pet peeve of mine since I moved to New Hampshire and,
0: and found so many
5: people not paying taxes. And I got real curious. I said, why do you keep saying my if you don't agree with this stuff? So.
0: I like that. It's
5: a pet I, peeve, and, I, and when I hear it, I like to I like to remind people all the time.
0: Thank I, you, thank you, John. I, I appreciate that's, it, and I'm sure that's that part
5: everyone... of the brainwashing, by the way. Uh, yeah, get I agree. It get us to think in these terms.
0: Totally is that, and the uh, the whole collectivist speak include you know talking in terms of we did this and we do that. I'm yep. glad you called in to call us on the carpet on that one.
5: Hey, can I touch on something else? Please, please do. Been reading in the paper lately that this uh, other group that's calling themselves libertarians uh, may possibly be nominating a. Washed up politician by the name of Bob Barr for their candidate.
0: Yeah, well, it's so a possibility. On that,
5: with me, uh, my first vote for president was for Ronald Reagan, back when he used to say, uh, "Government is not the answer to our problems. Government is the problem." Mm-hmm. And I said, "That sounds like my kind of guy." I voted for him. And by the time he had served, you know, a couple of years, I said, "He's not getting my vote next time." Yep. My next vote was for a gentleman called Ron Paul.
0: Hmm. And 19-
5: over the years, I voted almost uh, completely libertarian on a presidential level. And uh, a couple of years ago, I decided I couldn't, I'd could, definitely never, ever vote for a Democrat or a Republican again for president. And so if and, – and then uh, – I'd have voted for Ron Paul. If
0: he'd made it, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily shut someone out because of the party label after their name. If Ron Paul had made it onto the ballot, I'd have voted for him.
5: Well, oh, Oh, pardon me. Actually, pardon me. I misspoke. When I made that decision, I did say back then, a couple of years ago, unless somebody like Ron Paul ran. So I was yeah. amazed and enthused when when he did run. Um, so anyway, with that, I've been frustrated on the national level and saying, you know, maybe maybe I'm just gonna. I'm not ready to quit voting yet. I'm I'm kind of one of these guys that's really stuck in the middle between mm. the, the the you know political action yeah. and. The civil, uh, the the free market kind of. I'm I'm ready to mostly quit voting.
0: I'm I'm kind of where you are, maybe just a little bit further towards the the market based activism. Like I'm willing to go and vote for Mary Ruart, who is one of my favorite libertarian authors. She happens to be running for the Libertarian presidential candidacy, and so if she gets the nomination, certainly I will go and vote for her. But you know, if if it's not someone who is absolutely outstanding like that, I really am going to have a tough time motivating myself. Well. On a national
1: level that's one thing. When you talk about your vote for uh, the president of the United States, you might as well vote for Mickey Mouse because what it's never going to be separated by one vote. So, you know, from from that level. But when you're talking about local politics where it's sometimes a dozens of votes separate uh, the winners and losers, sometimes a dozen separate, it it makes more sense to go and 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 pay attention. I think, you know, on a national level, likely I'll vote for the libertarian that's coming up. I you know, I well, hate them all. But uh, the the top three, at least, I should say.
5: If I can finish just by saying where yes, where I'm standing with this right now, I'm I'm so frustrated with the national level. I'm starting to think that secession is the answer. Of course. And I'm thinking maybe when I go in and vote, I will never vote for anything above governor, Congress, or senator, or, or president. I'm not interested. I don't want to talk about Washington. And well, if and if the uh, Libertarian Party nominates this guy Bob Barr. Bob, Bob, I will thank them for making it very easy not to vote at yep. that level.
7: Because Absolutely. Because if there was
5: a solid libertarian, uh, I would certainly be tempted. Yeah, they, that guy's a joke. they vote for somebody like this guy or or the other Democrat, the other washed-up
8: yeah, politician, Mike uh,
5: they're not principled at all. Uh, and if the if the libertarian party has come to that, they've taken away my temptation to
3: vote. We'll see, man. It's all. been,
0: you know, there, there's there's a lot of controversy out there on this, and the Libertarian Party is having its nomination procedures going on right now. It's I guess the convention is happening as we speak, so we'll know by the end of this weekend who the uh, the nominee is has been. There've been some bad candidates up there before, and they've gone down in flames uh, to the more principled candidates. So it's certainly possible they'll stick with their tradition and maybe nominate someone like a Mary Ruart or a Steve Cubby. In which case, that'll be good news, but I'm with you, John, on this one. I I feel the exact same way. Thank you for the call tonight, sir. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Yes, sir. 800-259-9231. You know, Mark, like I say, I'm sort of in the middle. I understand where the the non-voters are coming from, and I understand where the politicos are coming from, and I feel like... I, I still have to reject the claim of the non-voters that voting is consent. I reject that claim because at no point did I consent. They they say that if you vote, then that means that you consent to be ruled by whoever wins the contest. And I don't I, think that's true. And No, I don't think that's and true. I, I, it was I, never explicit.
1: Never. Many times they'll suggest that voting is violence against your neighbor, and I say it's not. I say that the system's in place, and it's self-defense against the violence that is the system. So I... I understand where they're coming from when they say, uh, you know, people have said, I'm not convinced that uh, voting has any has any effect. And OK, I, no doubt. I, You know, there's there's so many people out there voting and then none of them have a right to tell me how to live my life. But they're they're doing it and they're passing all kinds of onerous laws that have nothing to do with me hurting anyone else.
0: So, Some people may go into the voters booth thinking that, sure, it'd be great if this candidate won so he could control others. Some people may think those things, uh, but I don't. Uh, Those aren't the reasons that I would go and and cast a vote. I would do it for the the self-defense reason you Mm -hmm. gave, not because I'm going to obey the state, but because I know others will. And if the state is demanding less of those people, then I can only see that as a good thing. I would never want to impose my vision on those people. And so I don't vote for... If I'm voting for a politician, if I'm voting for a candidate, it's not to endorse that particular candidate or that candidate's policies or anything like that necessarily. It's mostly
1: because I believe that candidate's going to do the most to shrink the size of government. Or at the very least, do the least damage. Uh, so I don't even like to look in that direction. The least damage, because then you're deciding what's more damaging than others. Um, is John McCain more damaging than Hillary? Well, John McCain's, uh, you know, more of a libertarian. If you look at the RLC's, uh, you know, list than Hillary or Obama are. Um, absolutely, that's true. But would have Hillary or Obama are likely to, uh, you know, they're, they're li- more likely to end the war than John McCain is. I'm not saying that they're I, gonna I'm still gonna end not saying it. Much, they're more but likely. Yes, but I see where few, you're from. Likely fewer Arabs are going to die. In a senseless, unconstitutional war. True. If Hillary or Obama get right. in, then McCain. So then you're, you know, I don't know. What, 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 help yeah. me choose between these three giant crap sandwiches. I feel
0: like I need to take, you know, pick some sort of arbitrary number and decide. Well, you know, if they're seventy five percent or more libertarian, then I would, then I would vote for them. You know, they'd have to be. Qualified in order to receive a vote. But, man, I still, I understand where those non-voters are coming from, and it seems like every day I get closer to being one. More coming up. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features there are free, so enjoy those on us uh, again freetalklive.com by the way those features include the wiki with over 1700 pages created by listeners like you you can go to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive it's free that's wiki.freetalklive.com and if you like the show and want to help support free talk live then go shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com enter amazon.freetalklive.com and free Talk live will get a cut uh, we'll get a nice little percentage of the uh, the total sale and it really, on virtually anything that you order, 41 categories to shop in, new items, used items, whatever you buy, we get a cut if you enter through Amazon.freetalklive.com. We continue with your calls. Gene, the Christian anarchist in D.C. in the belly of the beast on the amplifier.
8: Yes, uh, I call it the pit of vipers. Hmm, yes. Yes. Um. I'm in the process of paying the taxi cab, so can I call you? uh, Can you
0: put me on hold for about? I'll put you back on hold, there. (laughs) All right, we go to Frederick. (laughs) Don't want to disturb you or anything, (laughs) Frederick in Sweden. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frederick in Sweden. Hello there. Yes. Hi. Are you on a speakerphone?
3: Um, No, I'm on my laptop.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha. What's on your mind tonight, Frederick?
3: Anyway, uh, I was uh, watching the documentary Taking Liberties uh, tonight. If you've seen
1: it, I don't think I have.
3: No, it's great. Uh, or I mean, um, it's a, well, uh, um, it's a good documentary, but uh, the content is horrible. It's frightening.
1: The what is horrible? I think he's frightened by the content. Oh, of
0: the it. content. The taking of liberty. Yeah, uh,
3: it's it's absolutely crazy. Is this the one about uh, the UK
0: or the United States?
3: No, it's it's mostly about the UK, but uh, okay. some of it. It's about the the United States. Also. Okay, go ahead. Uh, and and afterwards, uh, a friend of mine, uh, he, he said that uh, uh, we we started talking about uh, well uh, uh, the police state and the uh, police violence, and uh, he he sent me uh, an address, uh, cato.org/raidmap. Have you seen that?
1: It's cato.org/raidmaps.
3: Raidmap.
0: Yeah, I think that, that that's
3: R-A-I-D-M-A-P. Yeah, yeah, that's uh,
0: Radley Balco and the Agitator. He's the one that put that together. It's the, the map of the United States with all the, the push pins that show where all the raids have been.
3: Yeah, it's, it's uh, absolutely crazy.
0: It's pretty stunning, yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, so, well, that's what I had to talk
0: about. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And so the recommendation was for a movie called, what was it? Taking Liberties. Taking Taking Liberties. Uh, Is uh, Can you get it on uh, Google Video or something? Yeah. Okay, excellent. Thank you, Frederick, for the call tonight. I appreciate the tip. I know that uh, many of our listeners and uh, our viewers online are always looking for new content to consume. So there you go. 800-259-9231. We continue here with your calls. It's Bill in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live. Bill.
9: Evening, gentlemen. Hey,
0: Bill. What's on your mind?
9: Well, I have two things, and uh, because I know Dean is patiently back on hold, I'll try to make it as quick as possible.
0: <laughs> okay. So the first
9: thing I want to uh, discuss, of course, was the lady. Uh, I guess a while back was talking about getting out of a, a speeding ticket and uh, various uh, moving violation uh, infractions. Right. Uh, using that uh, system, um, I have logical logically in my mind. I have one i can't get over okay and that is how you how do you go to a judge and uh claim you're out of a system
6: after is that the fact,
0: question after the fact of what signing a driver's license the crime I don't know if she's
1: admitting well, to the how crime. about this instead of getting out of the system and I'm not proposing that that's that's the case I don't know about this system and getting out of it and that kind of thing, but doesn't the constitution allow you to face your accuser
9: The accuser is the cop that pulls you over and usually he shows up
1: and well uh, yeah, no he's not your the, the person it's not his name on the it's the person who's harmed you know you you where's the, the, where's the, the, the state injured party here.
9: Uh well, financially speaking, it's the city. How is the and city injured by you how is
1: the- how is the city injured by you going through a stoplight
9: uh well you've you've agreed to obey by carrying this little thing called the driver's license you've signed away a little waiver saying that you will abide by all laws, which I know is a big farce anyway because. That would mean you'd have to memorize all of the laws beaten back.
1: Okay, sure. Which would right. mean that would so, make that so an there, invalid that's contract. that's one really great point. The second point is how do you live in today's society without driving a vehicle? Do you think that that may be the, the, you know this thing where you, you signed that you'll obey a bunch of laws that you don't know is signed under duress?
9: No, you have you have the option
1: not to sign the waiver. Oh, sure, sure. You could encase your feet in concrete and stay in the exact same spot that you're planted. You could, uh, you know, you could uh, ask your mom to come feed you food and spoon. But a person has the right to uh, to, to you know travel. And the second thing is, when did the government buy the roads?
0: Uh, when we paid for it. Who's we? They didn't buy the roads. They seized them. Well,
9: they well they police them from the taxpayers, and that's when I say we. I say the taxpayers, The people who are willing to pay into the system, uh, paid for the rogues. At least that's what everybody is claiming.
1: Well, it's it, if an armed robber steals your money from you and uses uh, uses it to buy uh, something, does he legitimately own that thing that he purchased with your stolen money? Is it? Did you give him your consent by handing him your wallet while he pointed a gun at you? Okay, well, the city armed robbed you, and just because somebody didn't, uh, you know, didn't rate a stink, didn't take up a full page ad saying, the city robbed me! You know, uh, you know. Pointing out that the city uh, took their money under duress, they did. They threatened to take your property away by uh, by, by doing so. You know, uh, just because an armed robber doesn't shoot you in your frickin' head doesn't mean that you weren't robbed, and just because the city doesn't come and take your house away doesn't mean you weren't robbed. The very threat that they use is robbery. They use coercion. The city doesn't own the roads because most of the roads, at least um, you know, in some places, most of the roads were there already, and they paved over them and, and that kind of thing. I don't think the city has the right to tell you these um, you know these sorts of things there's there's all kinds of problems with the government paradigm
3: in legitimacy
9: i I see the point i do see the point um the, the second thought that i had uh is really alarms me as far as where we're going in society as far as the government taking over things that they really don't have any business in which is pretty much everything, but in specific terms, uh, the internet. Uh, to make the long story short, there was a blog posting uh, about a young lady that uh, uh, was doing some microblogging, whatever. And what the hell is microblogging? Happen. Microblogging is uh, instead of talking about things you've done in the past, uh, days past. Uh, you have the option on, on, certain, on certain sites, and the one that uh, was brought up was called Twitter. Uh, you can blog about what you're doing right at a specific moment.
0: Cause Cause that's I, riveting. You, can
9: get, you <laughs> can get on the site and say, well, right now I am co-hosting Free Talk Live, and, and post it up for the world to see.
0: Okay. So, well, uh,
9: this lady had been a patron of this particular website for a good while and was being harassed uh, by another patron of the service. And when she brought it to the attention of the the owners of the site, uh, pointing out, of course, that that this person in question was violating their terms of service that they laid out, Mm -hmm. Um, they came back with, well, we are not going to take action because we are afraid that they, the person that they would take action on, would sue them.
10: Mm
9: -hmm. And I found that really disturbing that... You know, now we've gotten to the point now where the government's gotten so far in, you know, the claws are reaching so far into the, 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 uh, what's going on in the Internet that people are afraid to do anything because for of being they're sued. afraid that they will get sued. Well, yeah. I think
1: that that's more a failing in our uh, judicial system in the sense that. Uh, it's you not know, loser pays. Yeah, loser pays would really solve that problem because if the guy did bring suit and uh, a jury of our peers. Laughed him out. Th- decided, Why well, You violated the terms of service, you jackball! Get out of here! And. Pay for the Twitter's uh, you know, uh, legal uh, fees, and, and you can pay your own. Right. Get
0: out of here. People would bring a whole lot less lawsuits if they had to pay if they failed. Thanks for the call, Bill. More coming up. You take control. We'll try Gene again and take your calls about anything. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those. On us, freetalklive.com. Do you want to easily update the look of those old cabinets or that old set of drawers? Well, internobs.com offers a wide variety of knobs and pulls for every taste and budget. Save 10% on your order by using the code FTL at checkout. That's I N T E R K N O B S. dot com, Or you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. 800-259-9231. We continue with your calls about what you want. It's Gene, the Christian anarchist on the amp line. Hello, Gene.
8: I'm in the pit of vipers. D.C. I call this the the pit of vipers. I ain't talking about the crime either on the streets.
0: So what's going on, man? Why are you in D.C.?
8: Oh, we just uh, wanted to go somewhere over the weekend, and we figured, uh, well, personally, I've only been here once before, and that was like 35 years ago. My wife and son have never been here, so Mm. we figured we'd stop and see what all the hubbub is about here, and uh, probably going to go spend one day at the air and space museum and the next day just monument hopping and and we head home
1: okay (laughs) i'll tell you everything at the smithsonian is awesome um so you know whether it's just the air and space museum or whether you go to the i think there's seven smithsonians um right there in dc plus the there's the the zoo it's you know, DC is a great town. Unfortunately, it's uh, financed largely by uh, stolen money. But I don't like it. Everywhere you they, walk, there's a damn yeah. government building. Well, Ian, the only thing you've it's done the there. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Gene.
8: It's the finest museums the the stolen money can buy.
0: That, absolutely <laughs> true.
8: <laughs>
0: so why'd you call tonight, Gene?
8: Well, I just wanted to say hi from DC and uh, um, just uh, let you know that. But I'm in here, so if a nuke goes off this weekend, you'll know that I'm gone.
0: So. <laughs> all right, man. I hope you make it out in one piece. Thanks for the call, right. and uh, good luck. 800-259-9231. We go to Tom in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom. Hello. Hey, Tom. What's on your mind?
7: Uh, yeah, Jesus. I'd love to hear you guys talk. I can't even think of all the different things I'd like to talk about.
0: Well, we're here uh, six nights a week, so think of something you can always call back.
7: Yeah, yeah. Um uh, I wanted to talk about, you um, uh, you talk about, you know, what, government and licensing and whatnot. And uh, I always, um, you know, when you, when you build a house, I live in Port Lauderdale, and, you know, you have to get permits to oh, yeah. put additions on your house and permits to build your house and whatnot. You know, if you start thinking about it just on a common sense basis, the guy comes and they show up and you're, you're required to do this, required to do that, and you've got to pay all these fees. And they come and they say, you got to put your roof on this way and do your plumbing this way. But, you know, if you say to them, oh, this is great, you know, we must have some kind of a, a contract here because you're, you're providing me supposedly a service, I'm giving you a fee. Now, when this plumbing goes bad, can I call you, you know, the city? They'll look at you and say, absolutely not. No. <laughs> well, my, my, my roof blows off in a hurricane. Now, I put the proper clips on, I did the trusses right. Now, when it blows off, now... Since we got some kind of a deal going here, when that roof flies off, I call you, right? And they go, no, no, no. We have nothing to do with it. You start scratching your head, and you go, this must be nothing more than a stick-up, because I'm handing you money... You're telling me yeah, I got to do all this stuff. If I don't comply, you'll start heaping liens on my house, ultimately mm. losing the loss, well, be the loss of my property.
1: It's not even but, just a stick-up. Don't, don't forget that that's a scam by the uh, you know all these construction companies, that, whether it's insulation or the uh, you know the uh, roofing tile people or or whomever it is. Yeah. they've got their lobbyists who are up in uh, Tallahassee, you know, saying, "Hey, look, we got to have her- you know roofs that can handle 140 mile an hour winds." You saw what happened with andrew forget that andrew was the storm of the century um you know it, so it could happen in once in a hundred years why does your home need to be able to withstand andrew if you come if, if andrew comes leave you know now yeah, well, it's a big racket uh, yeah. in addition well, to being a stick-up yes and it, but there's actually no liability on on their part no not a bit because
7: nope. i mean if, if someone comes to you and demands and basically tells you you need to pay them a fee because they're going to provide you a service then ultimately there has to be a backup to it like I literally say, when my roof flies off and hits my neighbor's house, I call you, right, city, and they go, no, 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 you, your neighbor and your insurance will handle all that. And you're going, well, then what kind of a deal have we got? Yeah, Other what service are you providing
0: exactly? Yes. What is it that you're providing
7: for all your, your mandates?
1: What's the reason?
7: Yeah, they're providing nothing for you. They're basically holding a gun to your head and telling you you got to pay us and don't call us if you have any trouble because we're not providing a service. If you actually actually talk to them long enough there is no service being provided
1: yeah you know the the gun to the head analogy really angers my wife she doesn't like it because and probably a superior analogy although it's not a succinct and that's a real problem is like the guy who goes to the bank and sticks his finger um you know through the coat and says give me the money you know he's making an implied threat he's mm-hmm. not making an overt threat you know
0: what i mean yeah. Yeah, they don't club you right then. No, but they will damn they... sure club you.
1: Yeah. Try building that house and uh, you know not going through the steps that they say that you need to go through.
7: Well, everything in the very end, if you carry it to its ultimate is backed up by physical and lethal
1: violence. Yep, there is. That's the only way the government can um, force what, you know, enforce their will. That's all they know how to do. Yeah,
0: and it just usually it goes to show that it's a bad idea because if you can't get people to purchase your product or service, whatever it is, and, and there are some products and services that the government offers. Education would be one of them. But if you can't get people to, to purchase that on a voluntary basis, then your product sucks and it's not worth it. That's why you have to force people to buy it. That's why you have to force people to, uh, to fund your efforts, because your ideas are bad. Maybe they are good ideas, in which case, take it into the marketplace like the rest of us do and offer it in a, on a competitive, free market basis.
7: Yeah, Well, that's what they say. Government is nothing more than men and women forcing you to do business with them at the point of a gun.
0: Yeah, and that's, and that's all, all they are. That's all it's ever been, and that's all it ever will be. Whether it's a small group of people pointing pointing guns at you or threatening you, or a very large group of people, whether that group of people lives down the street, whether they live across the state, or whether they live 2,000 miles away, it's all the same, isn't it?
7: Yep. Can I, can I mention something else? Sure. There's a guy in Canada that I found on the Internet, and... He's got a website called thinkfree.ca. Dot C-A. C-A. Robert Bernard. You know what I'm talking
0: about? Yeah, Robert Bernard. We've had him on the show. Oh, you, interviewed you him. did? Okay, then yep.
7: you know what I'm talking about. That guy's
1: phenomenal. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, you, you can uh, actually uh, he, listen to the interview if you go to, uh, what is it, guests?
0: Guests.freetalklive.com. You'll have to look for his picture. and They're in alphabetical order, so you can actually hear our interview with him. And, of course, have you seen any of his videos yet?
7: Yes. The um, what's it called? The uh, magnificent deception.
0: And then there's also bursting bubbles of government deception, which yeah. both are very interesting, very intriguing, certainly mind-opening. Uh, I I love them. I thought they were just fantastic, and they're available free through his website at ThinkFree.ca, and I think that, ThinkFree.ca rather. And I think they just launched a new forum over there too, so lots of uh, discussion of these types of things. The uh, the whole opting out of the system, uh, sovereign individuals living as a free man instead of a a Government surf. Yeah, it's free man
7: upon the land. I think the most phenomenal thing when I watched him because he's, he's quite good at his delivery because he's a stand-up comedian mm-hmm. as well as I guess a, a mason. I mean a bricklayer. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, interesting character. Um, he, he makes it. He says that whenever they bring him up on the police computers and the squad cars, it says Mr. Menard is a free man upon the land, not subject to any statutes or acts without the express written commission uh, permission from the Attorney General of Canada.
0: You ever
1: see that? Yeah, I, I don't know. It sounds, it sounds ludicrous to me, but I, I'm interested, and in, I, I wish him all the best. He's all that still out there stuff.
0: tooling around, doing his stuff. They, well,
7: I mean... he, he uses notary publics, and he puts everybody on notice.
0: Right. He sends uh, paperwork to the government basically stating his position and noticing them that he is no longer part of their society, and yeah. he's instead part of the Society of Freemen, a uh, free and voluntary society, as opposed to the coercive society that most people are a part of. And there's a lot of you know legal mumbo-jumbo to go along with that. He writes it in, in the legal terminology that they can understand. And it's, it's really interesting. And most of his stuff, what I really love about Robert Menard, and the reason I brought him on the show, was because 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 he does give away most of his stuff. Uh, You know, a lot of these... At least you don't take a risk. Right. A lot of these websites out there that you'll come across that uh, consider themselves part of the Patriot community, so-called. Uh, I like what Mark Stevens says about them. He calls them the Patriots, P-A-Y-T-R-I-O-T, <laughs> in that they charge hundreds and hundreds of dollars for some obscure secret paperwork or, you know, the, the secret to getting out of the income tax system, whereas Robert Menard puts it all pretty much right there on his website. He does ask for donations, and he does have have a couple of things that he, that he will sell, but his videos are two hours long apiece, and those are free, and they're packed chock full of, uh, I think, really valuable uh, and uh, eye-opening information. So I'm glad you brought that up. It's a great excuse to talk about him and what he's doing.
7: Well, if you send a letter to a public official and you basically state a series of facts and you ask them to refute it using um, uh, what they call um, substantive law, uh, fact and evidence.
0: They're just—they're not going. They're either going to ignore you or they're going to write back some nonsense. And that's what's well, happened to it, me so they, far. They
7: mostly can't respond. Right. You give them thirty days. Well, to because respond, if they do they respond,
0: don't. if they do respond, then it'll show them for being what they are, and that is a group of criminals. I wish we had more time, Tom. Uh, hour three is coming up. Thank you for the call. We'll take your calls about anything. This is Free Talk Live.
2: The cynic says, "I started losing my hair, and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious." The believer says.
7: I started using Avacore two months ago and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? Avacore's formula is FDA approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacore's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of Avacore and receive boost just for trying Avacore. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920. Or log on to avacorradio.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the show. You bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Right back into your phone calls. Coming up. We'll tell you a story about what happened in the Buffalo Airport recently that resulted in it getting shut down. Uh, but first, we go to the Amp Line. It's a different Frederick, also in Sweden. Uh, Frederick, you're on Free Talk Live.
3: Hi. No, it actually, it's the same Frederick. I oh, same Frederick. Well, you, go, you can only about. have
0: one call per night, my friend. I'm sorry about that, but you'll have to call some other time. 800-259-9231. I- I can't even make a break for an amplifier there. It's That's the rule, you know?
1: Yeah. Rule to rule.
0: All right. We go to Vince in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live. Vince. Vince in Indy going once. Hey, can you hear me? Hey, Vince. What's on your mind?
2: Hello. Hello. Hello.
0: Hey there. Can you not we hear got us? You.
2: Can you hear me or not? We
0: got you, Vince. Can you hear us? Vince, can yeah, hear us. I can hear he you. He can. Okay, great.
2: Listen, I want to, cause you guys talked about, you know, a long time ago, that the, how you didn't Sign up for these things on uh, the subprime loans and all that. Well, National City sold about 10% interest into the sloven wealth fund. I can't
0: understand a word you're saying, Vince. I'm sorry. Sometimes it's hard to make out what you're saying. What Can you try that again?
2: Yes. Yeah, so well, what I was trying to say here is that uh, this uh, bank called National City out of Cleveland, Ohio.
1: Yes. Take your word for it. Uh, sold, I know their uh, bank. They
2: sold about 10% share of their interest. To a sovereign wealth fund, basically, or a group of equity investors is what they call it here. But one company got in here. It was called Frankie Irish Company. It electrical, uh, electric, electrical mechanical operator, contractor.
0: Okay. And uh,
2: they seized that company here on Wednesday.
0: They seized it? Who's, who's yes, that? National
2: City did and sent the sheriff's department to it. National it.
0: City seized a company that bought part of its accounts?
2: yeah because uh well they had extended them credit, but they did to hand their bills po- supposedly and uh and they cut down their credit from the three and a half million to one point three million, and uh they wanted that overdrawn difference. Be paid right
1: now. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. So essentially, what they did is they offered them a loan of say three million dollars, okay. and they took out that two point five million, let's say, All and right. then they reduced it to one point five million. You only have one point five million dollars in credit, and so Wait, they have did I already loan. get the two point five. Or right, get... you got the two point five. Give me a million dollars,
0: but I already no, spent they it. Said they were the fall. Oh, okay, but but so if I'd already spent that money on whatever it was I was getting it for, then I'm in a tough situation. Then right? to to me,
1: I I would take that to court. I I, I want a jury of my peers to uh, decide whether that's uh, fair.
0: Yeah, that's pretty outrageous. Yeah, the, the
2: significance here is that they're doing a thing on the uh, the football stadium that was built with taxpayer revenue.
1: They, they all are.
7: Yeah, <laughs>
2: uh, they all are, but uh, and the Super Bowl is coming here now in 2012.
1: The Super Bowl is going to be in Cleveland in 2012?
2: I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't make
1: it, oh, I see. <laughs> no, it doesn't no. make much sense. Super you Bowls. Know,
2: th- what I'm saying is, this is how far that subprime debacle is sinking down to. And they're going to put the hammer on a lot of people that pay their bills and all that. Hmm. Now they're going to sit there and say they're in default on their loans.
0: That's no good. That's not going to result in good things. Vince, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Yeah, I don't know what that arrangement
1: is, but that's a that's a really sick arrangement. That's a really sick thing to do with somebody you're you're doing business with and has been paying you on time. I don't know the the specific to call the, the loan like that. Yeah, basically. the specifics of that case, but that uh, that that's not right, and it should be you know like they they shouldn't they shouldn't have that in their contract, and they certainly shouldn't have signed yeah. that if that's the case. And if that is in their contract, I feel like uh, that needs to be arbitrated. That's that's the case
0: Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 800 259 about yes, the smart? Super Bowl. The Super Bowl doesn't go to Cleveland because Cleveland's damn Indy. cold. It's not
1: in Indy either. Oh really? <laughs> the Indy's damn cold in, in on January the end of January. So they only do
0: indoors it, or I don't or know. southern places. Yeah,
1: usually. It's it's San Diego, Tampa, gotcha. Miami, uh, out in Arizona.
0: All right. So, uh we're going to get to the uh, the Buffalo airport story, but first this one's pretty outrageous. It's from opencarry.org and this will make you feel good about living here in New Hampshire, Mark. Though, I guess you can't really feel Yeah, good I feel great a,
1: about the fact that I can't buy um, a gun. It's a gun thing. I can't own a weapon here in New Hampshire. Well, I, I feel great that they have one of the dumbest gun laws in the nation here in for ex-cons in, uh, in New Hampshire.
0: For everyone else though, it's uh, it's good to live in New Hampshire because you can open carry. You can walk around in public with a firearm on your person openly without having to, you know, go and ask government bureaucrats for permission
1: to do so. And I've never seen a sign at a business that says that, you know, you're not welcome here. I've seen people in, uh, you know, I've seen people in Panera Bread open carrying. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean anything to anybody. Nobody makes a big deal about it.
0: According to this, uh, it looks like the Dixon City, Pennsylvania Police and Lackawanna County District Attorney have erected a new order in Pennsylvania, one where citizens must present their identity papers and give up their guns to the police on demand. Oh, the, facts, nice. the facts are simple and not in dispute. A few folks, including families with small children, had met up for dinner at the Old Country Buffet uh, in, on, in uh, early in this month. Apparently, a customer called the police to report that some of these people were openly carrying handguns. Next thing you know, Dixon City Patrolman Tony Mariano and female officer Gallagher rolled up and proceeded to roust everyone away from their dinners, demanded identity documents from anyone they saw openly carrying guns, and seized the guns for some sort of Orwellian serial number check. When Luzerne County resident Rich Banks and his wife Judy went over to the police and asked them what was going on, the police threatened to arrest Judy unless she turned off her camcorder and then unlawfully arrested Rich when he declined to show identification. I love how the cops, you know, they're just scared to death of cameras. Hey, wait,
1: what do you got to hide, officer? Mm. Really? I mean, that's what they ask us about, uh, any CC cameras and, um, you know, searches of our vehicles and, and all kinds of intrusions from the state. Look, officer, if you're not doing something... Wrong. If you're not doing something illegal, if you're not doing something immoral, then you shouldn't have a problem with being video recorded.
0: On the job, on the record, Rich was then searched and placed in cuffs in a squad car. His six-year-old son was understandably upset and crying, and several of the women in the party became nearly hysterical. For some time thereafter, squad cars full of police from the city of Scranton and Lackawanna County rolled up to assist in the illegal detention ID checks and serial number gun checks of these law-abiding citizens just trying to eat dinner together. Yeah, you know,
1: and, uh, and once the cops are called in from elsewhere, like, the heat's on. They're, they're, they're juiced up. They're excited. There's a big deal going on in Scranton or wherever. Mm. Lackawanna. I don't yeah. remember. I don't even know where these places are. Dixon. Dixon. Um, and, and, and we're, it's a big, it's a big time, boys. So, the these people have No hope of having
0: their civil rights uh, respected in these cases. Well, something was wrong. Banks could see officers from various jurisdictions frantically making cell phone calls and talking to each other. After a while, Officer Gallagher, the mean-spirited officer in charge who told Rich's wife that she didn't want to be that she didn't want to be filmed because she might want to go back undercover to uh back to undercover work someday. came well, over to Well then stop doing this uh,
1: you know what's be filmed you don't have that yeah. right lady yeah. look you're you're here on
0: private property and uh you, you know you don't have that right she came over to Rich and said they were going to go easy on him and release him But Gallagher said he could not get his gun back until he proved ownership because there was no record of his gun in police records.
1: I don't see that. uh, That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, You know, innocent until proven guilty. I don't have to prove anything to you, officer. You have to prove I have violated the law.
0: Mr Banks who happens to be a gunsmith with a federal gun dealer license explained to Gallagher that her seizure arrest and search of his person was unlawful and demanded his property be returned immediately because there was no more reason he had he had to prove he owned the gun than well, to prove he owned the TV in his house.
1: Why should why should she return it? It's not like if she's done something wrong or unlawful here she's going to face any crime any, any charges over it. Big
0: deal. Retorted an angry Gallagher, Officer Gallagher, I heard enough from you tonight, slamming the squad door in a huff. Incredibly, Officer Gallagher then claimed to have contacted unknown elements of the Lackawanna District Attorney's Office, which allegedly ordered her not to return Banks' gun until he proved ownership. Banks demanded a receipt from the police, so they wrote a note. So, that's the story. A bunch of police, acting like thugs, unlawfully roused and harassed gun owners and their families for the crime of obeying the law, then drive away after stealing one of the guns. As the police began winding down their Kafkaesque theater act, one of the officers asked the old country buffet manager on duty if he had any problems with the group remaining at the restaurant. The manager responded laconically that, we had no problems till you showed up. 800-259-9231, meaning the cops. Oh, I see. Yeah. 800-259-9231, you can take control of the airwaves, gun confiscations in America. How would this have gone differently here in New Hampshire? It would have gone differently. We can explain here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever you want, toll free. 800-259-9231 is the Sekel CAI toll free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features there are free, so enjoy those, including the updates. Get signed up. We keep you on the list, or we'll get you on the list whenever there's something you need to know about the show. You'll find out first if you're on the updates list. Go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on there free. Check out legalzoom.com if you need, uh, you
1: know, just your average sort of legal stuff done. Um, they can do so many different things, whether it's uh, wills, uh, you know, living trusts. Uh, LLCs, Incorporation. They could do all those things and they could do it a heck of a lot cheaper. You can save a lot of money. Uh, LegalZoom.com. I did it. It is, in fact, fast and easy. Uh, so all you have to do is use code FTL and you can save t- 10 bucks off your order. That's LegalZoom.com.
0: So we continue here and we're then going to jump back into your phone calls with a little more information on this story from opencarry.org, Dixon City, Pennsylvania. Uh, apparently, that's Lackawanna County, where there was a family and some friends that were out for dinner. And they were openly carrying handguns. Now, according to this story, Pennsylvania is like most states. There's no gun registration, and generally, anyone 18 years or older can openly carry a handgun on foot without any license to do so, even while eating dinner. As a constitutional matter, a mere 911 call reporting a man with a gun does not allow the police to detain or search anyone. And while it's true that the Pennsylvania State Police maintain a handgun sales database consisting of information reported to them by Pennsylvania gun dealers, it is not a crime to own or carry a gun not listed in the database, which only consists of guns transferred through Pennsylvania gun dealers anyway.
1: And it'd be impossible to know whether, you know, the states just have so many laws, it'd be impossible to know whether that was the law or not anyway. I mean, how, how, who could research all that stuff? Absolutely. I'm sure some, they did in this case. I'm just saying, how would you, you know, how would you know?
0: Yeah, but so what they're pointing out here that is that, as usual, the police have gone and done whatever they want to do, as opposed to the, the, the statutes that they are sworn to uphold, that they are supposed to be obedient to. The police are supposed to know their own rules and regs, and they may know it, but they violate it every single day. And this is yet another example, yet another awful example of some people that had their freedom trampled upon, and there's not much that...
1: Keep and their dinner, dinner ruined, it. quite honestly. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it, it's a shame. Ruin um, your night. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know that it, I don't know that it would be any better here in New Hampshire, quite honestly, because it said you know they could openly carry, in. that's how would it have been yesterday in Lackawanna, or last week or before the, uh, this happened. How what would people who live in Lackawanna County have said regarding their rules as far as open carry? They would have said, well, it's fine. We see people do it. No big deal. Yeah. Well, here in New Hampshire that we say it's fine. We see people do it, no big deal. Who's to say that some overzealous cop won't come and do it, um, you know, try to confiscate a weapon and not get backed up.
0: Yeah, you know, it certainly could happen here and there have been instances where free staters have been carrying firearms openly and some masshole who was up here shopping cuz that's what they like to do, they come up here and shop cuz there's no sales tax here in New Hampshire. Some asshole uh, called 911 in both of the occasions. One of them was in a gun store, I think. The other was Dave Open Ridley. Open carrying in a gun not store? Not a gun store. Excuse me, bookstore. Mm-hmm. The other one was Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com, and I think he was just uh, at a restaurant or something like that, similar. And in both cases, uh, the cops did come, and they did talk to the person. Uh, not I... the nicest fashion. No, I guess not. I I don't know. I wasn't there, so I You can't... saw the video? Well that, that was that that was another one. I was thinking of two two separate occasions. There have been at least three occasions actually that uh, this has happened. So you're right, there's another I
1: think is the, the video part is is the best because that's how that's where Pork One One really came in. Pork four one. Yeah, I'm sorry, pork four one one really came in handy was people just
0: swarmed this cop who was giving Dave some trouble and, and uh we should explain pork four one one. It's should. A, it's a phone number that people here in New Hampshire can dial that when you call it, you can leave a message, and then when you're done leaving that message, it is distributed pretty much instantaneously via email to whomever it is that is on the email list. So literally hundreds of people can be on this list and can get a message from you if there's a situation that you need to to let people know about. In fact, today, uh, someone called Pork411 to report that there was an immigration checkpoint. That apparently had been set up on Interstate 93 here in New Hampshire. And so they reported where it was, you know, southbound lanes, Interstate 93 around this exit. And that way people that were planning their day would have been able to get that information. Uh, And and probably uh, many uh, porcupines went there in order to not give their information. (laughs) Maybe I haven't heard anything about that happening. But it's just one example of one of the many, many ways that Pork 411 can be quite a handy tool in the hands of uh, pro-liberty activists. So... Things aren't ideal here in New Hampshire as far as people can't—they're not just able to carry guns around without being molested by the police. The police are going to come and talk to them, but in every instance, in every instance, they have left the person alone as opposed to this. What happened in Pennsylvania, where the person's gun was confiscated? Uh, Well, they confiscated it for serial number checks.
1: Yeah, I just—I just just can't believe that that couldn't happen here in New Hampshire. I've—I've certainly seen. Oh, it could. Just it
0: seems that things are a little bit better here. That's all. And it's a better starting point to achieve liberty in our They're better
1: than in Vermont for guns. Bur- yeah, Vermont is better than New Hampshire. I mean, I You're wouldn't right want to live that. with
0: the Vermontsies
1: and their, no. all their socialist uh, stuff going on. But
0: they're better in Alaska as well. And, you know, New Hampshire was chosen, and it's was chosen for a variety of reasons, oh, not yeah. just the gun laws. New Hampshire's the
1: free state, and there's... Uh, you no, know, it's there's not no, yet. Well, <laughs> it, it is the state chosen cho- chosen by the Free State Project. I'm sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean that that doesn't have anything. It, it, it's it's nice that they have the gun laws that they do, but we're intending to make it free. That's not the that's not the point. There's no point in arguing about which state should be would be best for the free state project to be picked. I'm just saying that sure, this is how things are in New Hampshire. That's all.
0: Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We go to your phone calls. You can bring up anything. It is Mac in Georgia on the amp line. Hello, Mac.
10: How's it going,
0: guys? Hey, what's on your mind?
10: Um. Yeah, a couple guys from my job, we was talking about um, all the warnings and everything that you were, on parts that you were fighting, like, caution hot, totally may maybe hot.
0: Oh, yeah. I
10: understand, may following you <laughs>
0: Product warnings. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a contest every year that actually collects product warnings and publishes the most ludicrous of them all. And I wish I could remember what it is called, but it's always amusing uh, when you read some I know, of these things.
10: And those one you're talking about, because I read the article at the beginning of the year. There's a label on um, Bobcat. Oh no, you know, little know, it with the kids here. What's this?
0: Um, Say it, what? I'm sorry, it, I didn't understand. On, Bo- Bobcat construction equipment.
10: Yeah. Okay. One of the labels it says avoid death It has a picture of a stick figure and the bucket falling on the guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look out for death. Keep your eyes open. Yeah. <laughs>
10: but um anyway, what i was calling about is that the is that the nine I mean not the United States, New York Health Department has their own little pride warning.
0: <laughs> really?
10: Now, yeah. It's um on Yahoo News, the headline is New York City issue warning after aphrodisiac kills man. <laughs>
0: After what kills me? An man? aphrodisiac?
10: Yeah.
0: What kind of this aphrodisiac? Man,
10: this, this, um, it's aphrodisiac made from um, the dry resin of venom, venomous um, on well,
0: What, is it something you your buy heart? in like a voodoo shop or something like that?
10: Yeah. And you're supposed to put it on your skin, but this idiot actually swallowed it. Oops. He, he died earlier. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, well, you swallow toad venom and that's probably going <laughs> to happen to you. But, um, so the so yeah, New York well, Health Department's trying to alert people to this particular product this issue? Epidemic. Yeah, yeah,
10: it says epidemic.
0: Yeah, but, thank um, you for the call, Mac. We're out of time, man. No, I appreciate no, no, the call. i, I got to go on to more calls, but I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You can always call back another time. Bring up anything. You take control. Jeremy and Sincere are on the line. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And those features include live streams. We've got a broadband and dial-up versions of the show. Both are, again, free for you at freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. We continue with your calls about what you want. It's Jeremy in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, Jeremy.
8: Happy holiday weekend, fellas.
0: Hey there, what's on your mind?
8: Oh, I was uh, just calling about the uh, Supreme Court's ruling down in Texas, I believe it was today or yesterday, about the uh, so-called compound or whatever at the Mormon place uh, ruled that it was unconstitutional or whatever for them. To take those kids away from their families I think like
0: you're that. a little confused it wasn't the Supreme it was Court an appeals court it was an appeals court and it is now being appealed by the Texas government and it will go to the Texas Supreme Court so that's the direction it's going in it looks good though
8: okay my mistake but I hope uh, I hope that it, if they do end up ruling it unconstitutional that all those mothers and fathers end up suing the hell out of all them agencies might make them think twice before they start just snatching people away from their families
1: and yeah, it couldn't hurt i suppose i don't know that the agency you know how's it really going to hurt an agency to get uh, sued it's it's our money but it won't look if good, they good for show them,
8: them to where they don't have any money or not that much money oh they get uh, some
1: next year yeah they'll wait Might next make year.
8: them think twice <laughs> Or they do
1: it again yeah i see your point i think it will make them think twice but unfortunately they don't have to pay the price like the rest of us do and and uh if they get sued any
0: other hey, anyway, thoughts jeremy about it. thanks for the call it. thank you jeremy 800-259-9231 sincere in skyville don't know where that is sincere you're on free talk live hello where's skyville at
6: i am not in skyville i'm in chicago
0: chicago okay then Chicago. <laughs> what's on your mind tonight
6: uh two things the first thing is that one episode from June 5th, 2006 where he talked about a self mutilation thing. The Self-what? funniest episode
0: ever. self mutilation Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, that was with Torgo. The episode yeah, with Torgo. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> and uh We do like actually, Torgo. He's a funny guy, I, but unfortunately, he's not not around anymore.
6: Yeah, that sucks. Um actually, I live up here in the north suburbs now cuz yes, I used to live in the city and there's like my my, my little brother's school, there's a crap load of jewish kids and like Uh they just participate in this cutting this emo thing they do it like all the time like it's a hobby like they spin pins i don't know what fat that is and cut themselves i don't know how those two intermingle or mix but that's what what they do what
1: what is this hobby that, that you're talking about huh spinning pins
6: yeah it's a it's a thing where they spin you know how you just sit at the desk and you like spin a pen between your fingers yeah i uh-huh, do sure. that they spin like there's a- there's a thing called spinning pens like where you do tricks and like spin it on your thumb and hmm. like a i don't it, well that's it, okay it's crazy. That,
0: that doesn't sound damaging it's just your board what do you do i mean you play around do yeah, you, so
6: you spin pens and cut yourself so well the cutting I, yourself like. I don't know I, I don't
0: I think the cutting yourself thing is pretty weird. If someone wants to spin a pen or flip a quarter or whatever they want to do with their yeah, hands, but they do it like
6: consecutively. Like they go, "Let's spin pens and then cut our wrists." You know, really? I, that, they do I, it
0: as like a team yeah. effort? They cut together? Yeah, I, yeah. In, in school, they're actually in school. No, not in
6: school, like, you know, after they get out of school, like they're talking about it like right after they get out of school like, "Hey, what are we going to do today, guys? Hey, let's spin some pens and cut ourselves."
0: Are you are you exaggerating? Is no, it? I swear, really? I
6: swear on everything. My little brother and my little cousin that go to this school tell me this
0: all, right, all now, the time. All right, now what was the relevance in mentioning that they were Jewish? I mean, don't aren't the emo no, kids? No, no, I'm just
6: saying it's a school full of like because because I, I, a whole bunch of bases is like a white thing. Like my little my, yeah. my little brother and my cousin go, hey, I'll hang out with you for the spinning pins part, but the whole cutting <laughs> stuff I got. right, go. you know, you
1: you, you you're not going to find in in the black subculture in America. I'm yeah. not saying every black person's in the subculture. There surely are black people out there cutting themselves, but yeah, you're not going to find in the like black. They, Subculture like, people you know, cutting themselves.
6: I grew up on the west side of Chicago, and if a black person is cutting themselves, we're like, yeah, that's kind of weird. Or they kind of get ostracized. Yeah, they, they absolutely but would. To them, it's like a group thing. So it's like it kind of threw me off a little bit when I first came home out of the military. Yeah. Something's it's pretty messed up there.
0: Something in those kids' heads is really wrong. I don't know what happened to them growing up or what the deal is. I don't know what it is that sparks that. But, man, those kids are messed up that cut themselves. Something, you know, Uncle Johnny touched them or something like that. Something <laughs> something went really no, wrong.
6: And and the second thing I wanted to bring up is I plan on moving to the Free State Project once I get my law degree. Wow. Okay. But my thing is I was in the military. I know how crazy the military culture is and how crazy this government is. I used to work as an intelligence analyst. Okay. As mm-hmm. an intelligence analyst. So basically – I, you know, people are talking about the whole tanks rolling in thing. I yeah. think there's a good chance of that happening. Just really? because the oh, government man. doesn't want, let's say New Hampshire does become free. Okay, fine. But that means other people can go, you know what, like the FLDS compound, other people who just want to, you know, do their own thing, gated communities that don't like undesirable elements, they'll be like, hey, if they can do it, we can do it too. And we, if they're not paying taxes, why should we do it too? And yeah. so the government's like, hey, 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 we need our money. You're not going to just take away our money. So they'll crush
0: the first insurgents they get. But you're coming anyway, even though you believe but that. I'm coming anyway. I'm trying to be the crispest atticus of the New <laughs> Hampshire movie.
1: <laughs> I sincerely hope you're not the first one shot.
10: <laughs>
6: right, that, hey, that's my goal. Hey, the take, I'll tell you, the day that they talk about takes roll in on CNN, I am hopping on a bus, <laughs> plane, anything, the first thing smoking, I'm there.
0: So but you're going to be here. So you're actually a Free State Project member at this point. Yes. All right, great. When are you moving up?
6: As uh, soon as I graduate from law school, which would be in about... Four
0: years. Well, move to Keene. We
1: need more black people. Yes, we really do. Now uh, you yeah, presuming.
6: I heard, I, I heard. it's pretty. Uh, he mono-chromatic said he was
1: oh, he there. Okay. What's that? I'm sorry. I missed it.
6: <laughs> it's I pretty. Said I heard it's pretty monochromatic there. It, it is. Yeah. Darn. Darn monochromatic. Mark
0: actually hugs uh, anyone with uh, <laughs> okay, a like... little pigment in their skin. When <laughs> yeah, you see like that. one guy. Right. <laughs> There's actually hey, a Mexican Mark, dude Hey, i been in to jail just like you, man. <laughs>
6: hey, you're my inspiration. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> Thank you, sir.
0: That's awesome and good to know. And we look forward to seeing you here, sincere. Good luck with your law school gig. All right, thanks. Thanks for the call, sir. 800 259 Just goes to show you
1: don't you know, a felony conviction or any conviction, it doesn't need to slow you down. It's it's yeah. all it largely in your head. He sounds like a positive guy. That
0: that's the first big step. And you know, um the more black people there are around, the cooler a place is. It's like automatic coolness. <laughs> so Keene <laughs> will automatically be a you know, a lot cooler with
1: uh, sincere here. I, I don't know why that would be, but it uh, if they do they seem to have a They invented the term. They, they seem to have a larger quotient. They, that,
0: you yeah. understand that, right? I, I, I I'll Black take your word people for it. invented the term "cool." Kay. They invented all kinds of uh, you know hip slang terminology, and so you know it, it's a cool thing. I like it. Gotcha. I dig it. Yep. All right. Eight hundred two five nine nine eight two thirty one. I just like the variety and different people, you know, yeah. doing different things,
1: eating different foods, talking about different stuff. I, I think it's just it's good for us all.
0: I agree. All right. We continue the melting pot. Let's go to Steve in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live, Steve. Hello, how you doing? Steve, what's on your mind? Well,
11: I'm from Florida like you guys. And uh I'm from the uh touristy part of Florida, Central Florida, uh around the House of the Mouse. I don't and, think that uh, uh,
1: there is no part there's no part of Florida that isn't touristy. <laughs>
11: well, I haven't been there in about 15 years, so I, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um I never had a problem uh I don't know if that's the right word or not, but I would go to a, you know, restaurant or store or Gas station or whatever, and if I had to use the bathroom, I would just walk in. Sometimes I would say, "Hey, I'm going to use your bathroom," or sometimes not. This was never a problem. Uh, then I moved to Seattle, and uh, they're really kind of freaky out there. They they don't want you using their bathroom. Some hmm. places they don't even they don't even want paying customers to use the bathroom. Wow. Uh, and um, at this kind of Bugged me a little bit, but uh, not that much. Now this was back when I was a liberal. I should have opened that up with that. I was a pretty liberal guy okay, okay. back, then. in fact, I voted for Clinton right around the same time I moved to Seattle mm, okay. uh, in ninety two. And um, <clears throat> well, my daughter uh, one time had to use the bathroom, and they would not let us uh, use the bathroom in in a store. And this upset me so. Now this is I, I wanted to throw this out there because this is how liberals think. This is how I thought. This is how they think. So I thought what, what we should do is get together a ballot initiative.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, I want to find out. Hang on, we're going to bring it back. You can tell us the rest of the story. Here. <laughs> All right. Your bathroom story, what you did All about right. it here. Hang on, 800-259-9231. More with Steve and your calls as well, even in these remaining moments of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything, even in these remaining moments. Just enough time for you. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features there are free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you enjoy what we're doing on Free Talk Live, and you'd like more people to listen to the program via Uh, radio waves or internet distribution, you can help us do that by becoming an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board with the program. It'll cost you all of three bucks a month, and that money comes in and gets reinvested into the show so we can get more people on board with this message of freedom and liberty. And that's a good thing, right? You'll get perks, too, like access to the amp-only call-in-lines chat room, forum, and more. All the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Back to Steve in Colorado. Steve, you were telling us that you were living in Seattle, or rather the, uh, I guess, Washington State. And uh, mm-hmm. ap- apparently, they don't like letting people, a lot of businesses don't like letting people use their bathrooms there. and right. that Which in and of itself is very strange. Yeah, it seems kind of weird. It's
1: a great way to differentiate your business from other businesses is, hey, come in and shop here. We'll let you use our bathroom,
0: but I can understand though if you've got kind of your you know if you're downtown and there are undesirable elements coming in. Sure, I can if understand... the city government
1: is giving away all kinds of free things to uh, trashy people in order to get them to to hang around, and I don't know why they do such a thing, um, yeah. because they feel obligated. Yeah, those people can come in and they can make a real mess of your bathroom.
0: Right, my mom has a, she has a thrift store in downtown Sarasota, Florida, and if she just lets anybody use the bathroom, then some old bum will come in there, and it's happened, which is why she's restricted it. You know some bum will come in and just pee all over the place because he's too drunk or whatever
1: uh, it, they'll and, they'll do even uh vandalous things just because you know they 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 hate things uh, you know they hate themselves they hate other people it's which so weird.
0: so she restricts it to to uh to customers either customers she knows or paying customers which makes sense but you're saying that even in washington they in some places they wouldn't even let paying customers use them so you at that time considered yourself a liberal and you got very upset and you had a plan what was it
11: well uh yeah i it didn't i didn't really conceive of the plan until it affected my daughter. She had to uh uh she ended up having to to be in her diaper, which she was already out of diapers by then and it was mm-hmm. very upsetting to her and I'll very bet. much upset me. Uh and so I had this plan, uh, being a, a good liberal. I thought that what we should do is have a ballot initiative to force businesses to let people use the bathroom. And now even saying these words out loud, I I can't believe that I once thought this was a good idea, but I thought (laughs) this was a great idea. Sure, yeah. And ironically, here's the irony, is that I had a friend who was probably a little bit more liberal than I was, still is actually, and she owned a business on 2nd Avenue in Seattle, right downtown, and she told me that was a terrible idea. Mm. Well, (laughs) uh, you know...
1: Once people become rather conservative when it comes to their business. That's right. (laughs) right. It's all fine and dandy to regulate other people's businesses and and that kind of thing. But no, no. Only the business owner knows best when it comes to my business.
11: Well, you see, the thing is, I I prided myself on having. uh, Democratic ways of thinking, and I thought, well, that's democracy. That's what you. That's what the system's for. If you are
1: a Democrat and you believe in democracy, why in the world wouldn't you be all for um, the the citizens being able to vote on whether or not they got to use your bathroom, or whether or not they got to take the money out of your wallet or your bank account, or whether or not they got to stab your son in the heart? What Mm. difference does it make? The democracy is right. It's good. It's just. It's the will of the people.
11: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm currently uh, not reading yet. I'm still working on a couple other books. But uh, on my shelf, I have uh, um, Ralph Nader's uh, Corporate Welfare, which, you know, when he talks about corporate welfare, he's right on, you know. Um, I haven't and, read it, but
1: uh, I'm interested, you I, know, I'd be interested I, in I, seeing it.
11: I thumbed through it a little bit. And uh, one thing that kind of took me aback was he was saying uh, in, the, in the introduction, he said, well, you know, corporate welfare is horrible. It's awful. And uh, these businesses receive all this money of our tax money. And then he asked the rhetorical question, is that democracy? Does that sound like <laughs> democracy to you? And I thought that, that's the wrong question. What he should have said, does that sound constitutional to you?
1: Well, it, to their mind, um, democracy is, you know, largely what, you know, that's the that's the form of government that is right and good and just. And so it doesn't really matter what the Constitution says. right? Is if, it right? If 51% of the people didn't want you to be able to own a gun, then that's right. It doesn't matter what the Constitution sure. says. Exactly. N- yeah. Not as, according to Ralph Nader. No, he's and, a socialist. And those kind of people. Yeah.
11: Right. Yeah. And Nader, uh, you know, you read. You have to be very selective when you read his stuff, obviously, because he does believe in Government solutions to uh, to problems
1: Lots of them But he yeah. is
11: right on when he talks about corporate welfare But the thing is, is the reason that he's against corporate welfare Is not the correct reason
0: <laughs> yeah. Right, it's because not enough people vote he's, Well, people didn't vote for this So therefore there it's, uh, therefore it's there bad in his mind Whereas the question, to me, isn't the constitutionality Because the constitution is just a words on a piece of paper Which, you know, that can be changed They could very easily change the constitution You know, amendment number, whatever Okay, now we can do corporate welfare Okay, now sure. that's constitutional So the question is, is it right to take money from some people at the threat of violence and give it to other people, whether they be corporations or whether they be actual individuals, is it ever right to take money from people? And no, the answer is no, it's not. So right, and, and
11: you know, and and also uh, the um, I, I've been reading a bit of Patrick Henry too, uh, and his fears. If you've ever read his speech to the Virginia Legislature against the uh, uh, the ratification of the Constitution if you haven't read it do read it it's it's amazing all nearly all of his fears came true mm. he feared the standing army he feared the uh, president might get the power of a monarch uh, i mean nearly you know and and he feared that we'd be taxed to death so nearly every one of his uh, fears have have uh, have come to pass so sure that,
1: could you restate that that's the Pat- Patrick Henry's address to
11: the Virginia legislature and against ratifying the constitution and did they ratify actually it? convinced uh, ten Federalists uh, To vote against the Constitution And with short one vote Virginia hmm. almost did not ratify the Constitution
1: hmm. Interesting Well, it, actually several states didn't uh, You know, It only had to be, I believe, ten states New Hampshire was the last one 1789, right. perhaps um, That that was done And my question is If it's a union of st- states that came there voluntarily Why didn't they have to get all 13 to ratify it?
0: <laughs> yeah. You know Good question
11: i I, I read a uh, there's some guy online and he's written the new constitution for the United States, and he has some libertarian sympathies and yeah. one of the things on there uh is he said the the ratification of this constitution by four or more states uh means that it it goes into effect and I thought why not one <laughs> you know why why wait for four if one ratifies the new constitution <laughs>
8: right
0: well four is just not? an arbitrary number right?
11: Yeah, right, exactly. It's just an arbitrary number you picked out
0: of the air. So you said you used to be a liberal. What was it that, uh, was there any particular event or issue or occurrence that helped you down the path to liberty? Do you recall? Well,
11: you know, one thing that got me thinking positively about business, because, you know, liberals hate business. Yeah, they do. I don't know why. It causes misery and, right. and things like it's,
1: that. It's the greed aspect. Uh, you know, they they believe that businesses right. are motivated by greed, so they must be bad.
11: Ironically, here's the irony. It was actually Ralph Nader that turned me on to, uh, that opened me up to the ideas of free market capitalism. Uh, Pat Buchanan uh, in the '90s bluntly asked Ralph Nader, uh, "Are you a are you a socialist? Do you uh, not believe in the free market?" And he goes, "He goes, well, no, I'm not a socialist." He didn't say he was a capitalist. Obviously, mm-hmm. he denied being a socialist, and he said, "But what we have going on right now actually is a form of socialism." Uh, in the free market, if you have a business and you can't uh, you can't satisfy your customers, you fail you go under under what we have today, which is corporatism, the marriage of big government and big business. If you own a business and you start to go under, you just go to the government for a handout. And hmm. so, ironically, right it was Nader himself wow. that turned me away from Nader.
0: I have to say, I'm shocked that Ralph Nader would say something like that, that he I would know. understand it, it the was free crazy. marketplace.
11: I've I, I, I reread it and I've shown it to people because they, they didn't believe that Ralph Nader ever said such yeah. a thing. But uh, yeah, it, it's, he said it.
0: He's right on that one. Hey, Steve, thank mm-hmm. you for the call tonight. We appreciate you sharing that with us. Alrighty. Thank you, sir. 800 259 9231. We go unscreened to the AMP line. Who's this? You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Going once, going twice. See ya. 800-259-9231. So we got an update here from Nico. Remember George TSA George called earlier this week to say that the uh, the checkpoints at the TSA have cracked down a little further yeah. on people not showing ID. Well, here's his description on what happened to him. He says, I refused to show ID at the TSA checkpoint recently on a flight uh, from D.C.A. to Frankfurt, Germany. At first, the TSA employee stated I was ineligible to proceed toward the boarding area. Before I could argue, she was corrected by a second TSA employee who mentioned a new procedure had taken effect and to let the airport police sort this out. Three Washington airport police officers arrived on the scene within a few minutes stating I had to identify myself in order to proceed. The fact that I had been issued a boarding pass for my flights by Delta did not matter at first. I didn't pretend that I'd forgotten my ID as this was an intentional trip, and they were aware that Delta had already scanned and checked my passport because of that. One of the officers was busy chatting with a bunch of other security specialists, one of which was a Delta representative, and at no time I was asked by any of the law enforcement officers to produce an actual ID. Instead, they walked me up to the counter of Delta asking the person with whom I'd checked in if she'd remembered me. She told them that she had checked my passport prior prior to issuing the boarding pass, and that she clearly remembered me uh, also from previous trips, not just from today. And that apparently appeased the control Gestapo, and I was escorted back to the TSA checkpoint. They exchanged a few words with the personnel, and I was finally able to go through the safety check process. So I, I, I wonder think... if it took him longer or less time. See you tomorrow night. Freetalklive.com.